Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just another freaky Friday here on The Fan. Evan and Tiki, there is plenty, plenty to discuss. Steve Cohen says he's not tone deaf. After I listened to Hal Steinbrenner speak, I had a completely different opinion than what I read, what Hal Steinbrenner said. We'll address all of that later on, plus what this new salary cap means for both the New York Giants and the New York Jets. But last night, I was a good little New York sports fan. I sat down on my couch. I watched the Islanders give up three goals in 52 seconds. I watched the Brooklyn Nets quit on a brand-new head coach. I watched the New York Knicks, as I successfully told you they would, beat the crap out of the Philadelphia 76ers. But then I also saw something else. And I'm not talking about the physical assault we saw on the ice. We'll get into that later, because that's disgusting. But we saw the New York Rangers do something that deserves all of our attention. Okay? I'm going to be honest. I mean, I like the Rangers, but I'm an honest guy. And, and sometimes in this town, it's too much negativity. We got to speak with positivity. (laughs) Last night, the New York Rangers against an arch rival, against a team that ended their season last year, walked their asses in a Prudential Center. They took over the building, and they whipped the devil's tuckuses all night long. To the point, and I thought this was disgusting, that a young child was crying over it, (laughs) and it became a meme on social media, which I got a problem with. So, Ranger fans, I want to make peace with you by saying I am deeply impressed by your winning streak. I am deeply impressed by the way your team has played this season. I I throw you all the flowers. You are one win away from tying the longest winning streak in the proud history of the New York Rangers. So I want to commend the Blue Shirts for the streak that they're on. Congratulations. You won your February Stanley Cup on a Sunday. You're back it up with back-to-back wins. You beat the crap out of the Devils. I commend the New York Rangers. 
but. Oh, God. <laughs> you knew it was coming. No, no, no. I mean, it's a friendly but. Okay. A very friendly but. And I hope that every single person who roots for the Rangers as a casual fan or a diehard fan hears me, understands me, because you know what I'm about to say is the God-honest truth. It is not mean. It is not a threat. I'm not minimizing anything. I just want to make it perfectly clear that we are all on the same page. You guys are really, really good. And that's why if you're not hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup in the middle of June, this season was a disaster. And I want you to recognize that. I want you to enjoy the winning streak. I want you to have a good time. Just not beating up devil fans like I saw last night. You should have all the fun in the world. But understand that you've entered a new universe, a universe that you sort of remember. It was like the universe you were in in 2013 and 2014 and 2015 when you guys perennially would go to the conference finals, when you guys went to a Stanley Cup final. But remember this, you won crap back then. And now, with a brand new head coach, and one thing we know about your coaches, they only last a couple of years because then they're like milk. They expire and you get rid of them. You better freaking win the cup. If you don't, this season was a waste of time and a disaster. What? I mean, waste of time? Yes. I mean, yes. disaster? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Winning a Stanley Cup is hard. We know that. You know that. Yeah. Sean knows that. Yeah. Hell, Ranger fans know that. It's been a, been a lot of years. 30, to be exact. I didn't have a single pubic hair yet. <laughs> exactly. It's been a lot of years. So... To declare that because they've had some recent success, that if they don't win a championship, the season is a failure is asinine. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Anything can happen between now and when the playoffs start. Someone could get hurt. Oh, stop. Or something could, the good luck, the good charm that they're feeling right now could just go away. And instead of being on a 10-game or 9-game winning streak, they could be on a Eight-game losing streak. Mm -hmm. And then what would be your expectation then? Uh, just make the playoffs, Rangers. Right? You can't make that declaration because the, the players aren't making that declaration. The players feel really good about themselves right now. They feel a ton of confidence in themselves right now. They believe, just like when they beat the Islanders on Sat uh, Sunday, that if no matter what happens, we can find a way to come back and win a game. That doesn't mean they're going to win the Stanley Cup. That's that's a little accelerated. No, 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 hyperbole. No, no, no. I it's, mean, that's like that sounds like jetty and hype to start a season. <laughs> no, I mean, what are you even talking no, no. about? Here's Evan? what it is, and I think some Ranger fans can understand this. When you are the New York Yankees, especially in the early to mid 2000s, certainly the late 90s, you went into seasons knowing you're going to be good, but you knew if you didn't win a World Series. Even if it was Game 7 of the World Series where you came up small like 2001, you would look at the season and say it was a failure. Well, congratulations to the Ranger fans out there because here's the truth. You guys, after your quick on-the-fly rebuild, you rebuilt your team. You did it damn impressively. Mm -hmm. You moved on from the Henrik Lundqvist era. You only missed the playoffs twice. Then you made it in that Fugazi year. Then you missed it again. And you rebuilt yourself into this. A team that was in the conference finals two years ago. A team that may win the President's Trophy this year. Like, you guys are literally really, really good. And when you are that good and you have high expectations, you better win. Okay, hold on, Ev. And in the mid-2000s, when they were in the playoffs every year in the Henrik Lundqvist era, there came a moment where that became fact. We better win. And you didn't. 
It's why when you look back at the Henrik Lundqvist era, you say, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but overall it was a failure. It was like the Patrick Ewing era. Okay, but Eventually why? you have to win. Because they, so why is that back now? Why, Be- because why are they're we good. less than a decade later because you're, good. you're saying the same thing? They're not perennially uh, you know, the, the favorite to win the, the, the Stanley Cup. They're not the team that everybody feared coming into this, this season. The, the, the expectation has slowly grown. It's oh, not stop. like... They, they were, were in the sitting conference on a, finals two know, years ago. Like, yeah, but, but last year we saw what yeah, happened And as well. last year they flamed out in the first round after they were up 2-0, and every cocky Ranger fan, yes, I'm talking to you, Sean, thought it was over. Like, the expectation okay, game were, is high. Were, you better win. Were they that's the, all. Were they the favorite? In that, that series? Is, they, no, just I'm talking about when the season started this year, were they the favorite? No. The I, answer is no. They were like they, the 10th favorite. Exactly. Were they two <laughs> years ago? Probably not. It was probably still the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and Coop down there who masterfully find ways to win cups and cups and cups. So I don't think the Rangers are in this category with the Yankers. This is the Yankees. This yes, is, they this are. Is your, this is your New what? York loser team <laughs> Troll job what? coming to light again. No, it happens every single season. What in every single sport? No, you find a way to troll uh, the team that you don't like. I'm not trolling. You them. did this with the Giants. If the Giants don't get to the NFC Championship game, you know they took a step forward last year. If they don't make take another step, then the season's a failure. If the Boy, if the if the Knicks Man. don't get to the conference finals, the season's a failure. If the Rangers don't even get to the finals, don't win the cup. Yeah, the season's a failure. Yes. What the hell are you talking about? I Evan? wish I wish I had teams that were that good. Where I could have that attitude. See, this is what happens when your teams aren't good. You're delusional. It's not delusional. You have fantasies that like float in your mind, and you can't help but spew them, even though they make no damn sense. Tiki, Tiki, the Rangers are a win away. Yes, from tying their longest winning streak in franchise history. Like, but what does that even mean? What does it mean? It means it's one of the best teams they've when had. Was, when was that winning streak again? Which one? The the, the longest winning they streak. They did nine a couple of times, including in 1940 when they won the Stanley Cup. Oh, lovely. Okay, so more recent? Is okay, I'll give you the recent? answers. Yes, in 1973, they won 10 in a row. Okay, so more recent? And the nine-game winning streaks happened in 2016, a year in which they actually got knocked out in the first round, believe it or not. Okay. And then also... Uh, 1974, and in 1975, they won eight okay, in a row. Nothing recent except for 2016. So what, what is a nine-game soon to be? Maybe 10, maybe 11, maybe 12, maybe 15-game winning. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means the, they're to, a damn good to team. Lord Stanley. It means Jack Buckus. It means nothing. It means this team is good, of and when you're good, you good. raise your expectations. Why is that being hated? You know this. This is not like football, where it's a single-game tournament, and anything can happen. In hockey, it's 28 games, or potentially 28 games. It's a lot of postseason well, okay. hockey. So based on that logic, it's, I it's get it. damn near a third of the season. I understand how long and arduous the NHL playoffs are, and I get that and I respect that. Is that your way of telling me that no hockey team can ever have a season no, in which it's championship or bust? Of course they can. Well, they're but good enough to enter that stratosphere. Peter Laviolette is just here. Yeah, well, guess what? He Ranger just... coaches last two to three years, then <laughs> they're gone. Okay, so he comes in in first year. They have a 10-game winning streak in the in the back third of the season, and if they don't win a championship, it's a failure. Well, but guess what? Guess what? And, and, and here's the beauty. I, I know a history, and so does Sean, and so does every Ranger right, well, fan. Hold on, let me ask Elaine Vigneault's first year here, yeah. what'd they do? I forgot. Do you remember what he did in their first year? Mm. Was that the year they made the Cup? That was the year they made the Stanley Cup Final. Sometimes, especially in this sport, when you change coaches like you're changing underwear, <laughs> you better hit. 
And right now it's hitting with Peter Laviolette. Right now it's hitting with this Ranger team. Right. I'm complimenting okay. you guys. Okay. Why am I a hater Re- now? Resident Ranger fan, because not me, I'm a Devils fan. Got my ass kicked last night. Yeah. And, like that, and, that, and that kid, who's my godson, that you're making fun of. I wasn't making fun of him. I was making fun of... It's not even cool. <laughs> Chase Fitzpatrick. Wait, so the kid you. who is crying is your godson? He is. <laughs> So there's a kid that's become a meme. And there's, a, it's, there's a randomness to my life that doesn't make any sense. No, I know. So last night, as you may know, the Rangers destroyed the Devils in New Jersey. They took over the building and all that, blah, 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 blah. And there was this very young Devil fan who was caught crying. And I felt bad for him. That'd be like me if I was a kid. Yes. And there's a picture of him, and it seems like Ranger fans are kind of having fun making fun of the crying kid because the Rangers beat up the New Jersey Stop Devils. Stop it, Ranger fans. And that crying kid... Is Tiki Barber's godson. <laughs> Chase. I feel bad for Chase. I'm sorry, Chase. <laughs> exactly. Those Ranger right, resident, fans are disgusting. Resident Ranger fan. Yes. Yes, is resident this team, football is this, player. Is, is this team good enough to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah. Okay. Is this team going to win a Stanley Cup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. Now, hold on. Tiki, you're both right and wrong about something. <laughs> Evan, with Evan, there is always an obvious troll job. And the truth is, Evan, in his heart of hearts, doesn't think they're good enough to win a Stanley Cup. He doesn't think they will win a Stanley Cup. So he does want to set this whole thing up to laugh later. So you're right about that. But here's where Evan's getting caught with his pants down. Uh Uh-oh. And we don't know if it's as hairy as his face. (laughs) The truth is, you watch this team hum along on this win streak right now, and they had a great win streak to start the year. They hired a Stanley Cup winning head coach. The trade deadline's coming up. They're going to have to make one, if not two, moves. They are a point back from being the best team in hockey, and they are displaying all the intangibles, including their goalie getting red hot, that it takes. And the truth is, we have loseritis in this town. Mm. We cannot envision or actually picture any of our teams winning a championship. Eh, a smidge for the Yankees because we still picture the hat and the dynasty and all of that stuff. We have to shake loseritis. Mm. When you look up and down the NHL right now, the Rangers have as good a chance as anybody. And you know what? Evan's right about something. They've knocked on the door during the Lundquist era and during the Shesterkin era. How many conference final trips you need to make? They were up 2-0 in the conference finals two years ago. It's not good enough anymore. This is the spring, 30 years removed from 1994. 30 years, a long freaking time. I thought I was, like, helping you. I thought I was defending you. You know what? You're over here siding with the troll. Be- I know, because you know what? Sometimes the troll needs to get knocked back and realize what he's trolling about is going to come back to bite him. Mm. I'm with him. I'm tired of seeing just trips to the conference final. Okay, this so- team's good enough. Cash in now. Yeah. at least... Tell me that if they don't, say they fall short in the second round or the conference final. Can't be the second round. All right, whatever. Conference final. They lose. Seven games. It's epic. Ugh. They just they just fall just short. The season's for not. It's not a failure. It is a failure. Thank what? you. It is a failure because I've seen too many conference final losses exactly. now. Exactly. I was going to say, in 2015, and that's the year after you guys went to the cup final, you went back to the conference finals. You played a seven-game series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and you lost the game seven. And there was no Ranger fan who walked around those following days and said, well, you know what? We had 113 points. We got to the seventh game of the conference Damn. finals. Mm. I remember that winning streak during the regular season. Not a damn person said it. This is big boy time. The Rangers are good. You could take it as a troll as much as you want. They're legitimately good. And I've been around here for a long damn time. I've watched a lot of Ranger playoff runs. I've seen how many conference final runs. We've seen one Stanley Cup run. But I've also seen them in the playoffs countless times. And they've won nothing. Mm. Nothing. And at Evans point, we got a lot of teams in this town and a lot of loseritis over at least the last decade. 
this is absolutely our best chance at a championship team here. And like BT screamed about after the Rodgers injury, we need to stop walking around here like a bunch of losers Mm. and embrace the expectations and embrace that you're allowed to feel like a failed season if you don't get the ultimate gold on. Thank you, Sean. Spot on analysis by the diehard Ranger fan. Mm. Big boy pants are on today. Big boy pants. We win the cup. Or we riot. Not really. We win the <laughs> cup or this season was a failure. And that's what the Yankee fan normally used to think. That's what I wish the Jet fan was thinking after a 12-win year with Aaron Rodgers. We better win. It was the same thing in the Durant era that lasted five minutes. We better win. See, you take this as a troll. You take this as I'm being a jerk. No, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I'm a Ranger fan. I'm not going to tell you I'm rooting for it to happen. But I appreciate what's going on. I appreciate that this team has won nine in a row. I appreciate that they're on the doorstep Saturday in Philadelphia of matching the longest winning streak in franchise history. And if they do it, they got back-to-back games against that crappy team from Columbus. Mm. They may extend it. They may have the longest winning streak in the history of this franchise. And you're going to tell me, eh, you know what? Maybe you get unlucky in April and you don't get puck luck. My ass. Time to win. Time to win. You're welcome, Ranger fans. I'm here for you. I can't even give you your sister's ass. You're right, I'm Evan. telling you. Now, can I say something to piss all you guys off now? Here we go. <laughs> fact, fact, fact. I was just waiting for it. No, no, no. I want to I want to get a quick thought on last night's game. Okay. <laughs> this Matt Rempe's got to be stopped. Oh, stop. This seven-foot slug. He couldn't help it. Couldn't help it. This Matt Rempe. six seven. I don't want to hear he's it. He's six nine and a half. Matt. Six ten on skates. I don't give a damn if he's nine foot twelve. He bloodied Bastion yesterday. And by the way, he went elbow to the head, and he was only on the ice for like nine <laughs> seconds. This guy, Rempe, okay, has played five minutes of hockey in the NHL. He has served how many penalty minutes now, Sean? I think it's 15 minutes of penalty time, 9 minutes of ice time. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like, can a warrant be put out for this man's arrest already? He's physically assaulting a guy on the ice. He's bloodied all over the place. I felt bad for the kids who were at the arena last night. Oh, toughen up, Buttercup. This is hockey. Maybe that's why Chase was crying. Yeah, he didn't want to get hit either. It's the same thing with Aaron Judge's strike zone. When you're that tall, I'm sorry, grow a little, or your head's going to get hit by an elbow. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, so Matt Rempe shouldn't have been penalized yesterday? He shouldn't have been thrown out. You want to give him a two-minute rush? He should be thrown. He should be suspended ten no, games. He shouldn't like, be. I'll admit, I'm being hyperbolic with the arrested. I will take that back because right. obviously he shouldn't be He's arrested. He's just a big guy. I but, get it. What do you mean you get it? Because it's hard, the guy in the okay, head. but it's hard for him to get low enough to not hit the guy. So in what does the that head. mean? He's allowed to elbow people in the head? No, he's just he's just got to be more aware of when he leads with his elbow. So then you could tell me all day he's tall and he's big and he's strong. He elbowed a man in the head, and he bloodied himself all over the ice. And your guy's excuse is, well, he's tall. What can he yeah. do? Because yeah. if he was shorter, he wouldn't have elbowed him in the head. It was a clean hit. Size played a factor. It right. was not- it's like Altuve being short. Sean, right. so to, to, to your numbers, Sean, 13 seconds of ice time last night. Yeah. yeah. Five-minute major. Yeah. He was the real-life movie slap shot. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, 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 now I'm actually getting very worked up. I'm getting triggered. It was not a clean hit, dude. Yes, he it was. elbowed. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like he ran in and wanted to elbow him. His elbow 
is the saw the, the same height yeah, as Bastion's it, yeah. head, dude. He's right there. He's not trying if to. If he was not 6'7", he doesn't elbow him in the head. Does right? It doesn't matter. It does matter. Did the elbow hit him in the head? And I'm the devil's yes. fan here, and I'm, I'm defending him. You're defending him based on his height. That's ridiculous. So he should never be able to crash at anybody in the boards because he's 6'7". Otherwise, he's always going to hit a shorter guy in the head. Well, right? he can't that's elbow, not fair. He can't he elbow down not, the head. He should not have to play by different rules. That's heightism, dude, and that's oh, wrong of you. Shit. You should feel a lot of shame for that. I don't feel shame. You for should that. feel shame of that. You came after Fat Ranger fans to start the week, and you're ending the week coming after Tall Ranger players, dude. All you this, have a lot of problem with fat and height. All this guy does is fight with people. Just like that's he li- beat and that's up fine, Matt by Martin the way. On Sunday, well, Matt did him a favor. He put him over. That's a different story. <laughs> to elbow Bastion in the face, and for you to say, "Well, he's tall. What could you do?" Like that's the that's ridiculous. You know what? We've seen a lot of conference final losses. You know what I want right now? People being intimidated to play the Rangers. Mm. You don't want to go on them on the boards versus Matt Rempe. Let's go. We'll get, we your, we'll get your calls next, 877-337-6666. That's the toll-free telephone number. Also, we saw a real-life fight in the stands of last night's game <laughs> that featured a move I did not see coming. And I also didn't see where the fight would occur coming. There was a big fight between a Devil fan and a Ranger fan, and it wasn't in the upper level of Prudential Center. It was two rows off the ice. Which is so not common because usually that's where the rich folk is. And they don't fight. They send someone else to fight usually. They sold their tickets to Ranger fans. That may have been it. When you root for a team that's good, it comes with high expectations. When you root for a team that sucks, you can go into a year thinking, ah, let's just have some fun. You never know. And I get it, man. Like, think about the Mets. We talked a lot about them yesterday. They are coming into a season with very limited expectations. Nobody thinks they're going to be any good except for, like, me and Jerry Recco. We're the only ones. And so, in a weird way, the pressure's off, right? You go into a season, like, ah, we'll have some fun. We'll see what happens. But when you're legitimately good, you go into a season knowing nothing is acceptable besides winning a world championship. The Yankee fan has great experience with that. In fact, I'm sure there are a lot of Yankee fans that are going to feel that way about this year's team with Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. There's that thought of, we better win the World Series. That's like a graduation moment, Tiki. It's mm-hmm. when you know, hey, we're damn good. Yep. We're on the doorstep. We might as well open the door. You're right. And if you're a fan of that team and you've been on the doorstep a lot, you're sick and tired of waiting. When I look at this town and I look at franchises, There is no franchise in this town that has been as close and has won nothing as much as the New York Rangers. Not a team. Because the Yankees have won in the last century. Mm -hmm. The Giants won a couple. The Jets haven't been that close. Mm -hmm. The Knicks haven't been that close. My Mets haven't been that close. It all pairs in comparison to how close the Rangers have been in the last 30 years since they won their last Stanley Cup. So it's big boy time. You've had a lot of close calls. Now you win. But it doesn't feel to me like this is a failure of a season if they don't. How many of the games do they have to win in a row before you'll come around to that? Does it have to be 17 in a row? I'd say 15. Oh, so if they get to 15, you'll admit it. You'll say, all right, yep. Evan, now they better win the cup. Right. Now they're great. <laughs> now they have the best record in all of hockey. Well, they're most only points. one point away from having right. the most points in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I, I mean, they do have the most wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. You also don't want the most points because that team doesn't typically win. you got to thread the needle. I know. I know. It's a, you know, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that 
because but that's just that's just it's that's dumb. Just, it's just dumb luck or whatever coincidence. It's, there's no way that that's actuality. It's not. A, well, I mean, there's I a mean, story it, history now of President's <laughs> Trophy winners getting bombarded in the first round. Well, who was the last one? Who was, uh, the, who was the last one to win a cup? To win a cup, I have to look that up. I know when they lose in the first round every year or blow three-one right. leads. But there was something real quick, and then we'll get to your calls. It happened in last night's Islander game. The Islanders got blown out by the Blues. They gave up three goals in 52 seconds. It was a waste of time. I thought something was wrong with my app. Why? When you saw the score? Because it just kept saying goal. Like, it just goal, goal, goal. The Islanders kept being down. I was like, how are they down? It's only been them two minutes. You're trying to be funny? No, I'm not. I thought something was wrong with my app. Did your app also have a screw-up when the Nets went from being down by five to down by 30? Were you confused about that one, too? I was not paying a bit of attention. Five times in the last 25 years, not since 2012-2013. Thank you. So, anyhow, in the Islander game last night. It's rare. (laughs) It's rare. In the outer game last night, they were down 4 nothing, and they were about to go down 5 nothing. But they were reviewing a goal that the Blues had scored. <laughs> and the referee, when announcing the review, came out and did something that I thought was badass. I thought it was very, very badass. So, again, the Blues fans are hoping they're up 5 nothing, and the referee is about to come on the ice and tell them, you're not going to be up 5 nothing because we're going to reveal no goal. And this is how the referee... Garrett Rank said it. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. <laughs> You're not going to like it. <laughs> You're not going to like it. <laughs> I want referees to start doing that around sports. How, how how long has he been in the NHL, I wonder? This Garrett I, Rank guy? Yeah, because it sounds like something you would do it, I don't know, like in minor league hockey or like college hockey. Hey, you guys aren't going to like what I'm going to say, but... <laughs> Sorry, you suck. <laughs> would that really be a problem if NFL officials started doing that? Uh, like, would that really cause ire? They're just adding humor to the event. Yeah, it's like levity because you know what the reaction is going to be. And they're probably used to it. Play that one more time. I love that. <laughs> well, but what was the reaction? They're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. They booed. Yeah. Now, they were going to boo either way because those pigs needed to be a 5 nothing instead of 4 nothing. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? There's nine minutes to go in the game. You're already kicking our ass. But good job by Garrett Rank, and I, I would be in favor of that becoming a normal sports mm-hmm. thing. He's only 32, by the way. Right? 32? Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe, maybe he was in, like, the minors in... Doing... 2015, he entered the NHL, so he was a young ref. Wow. That makes me think he's going to start to get lectured by the older refs. They're going to say, we don't do that. That's not classy. But yeah. I wouldn't mind that in an NFL game. You're not going to like to hear this? Pass interference. <laughs> Number one. All right, let's get to your calls. Ryan is in Rockland. Good afternoon, Ryan. Hey, guys. How you doing today? What's up, man? Good. What's up? Um, Evan, I'm a huge Rangers fan. I watch basically every single game, and I could not agree with you more. Uh, this it, Every every postseason, they, they they just break our hearts. They're like the Cowboys of the, of the, of the of hockey. Like, they, they just break my heart every year. And I, I, I didn't see 94. I wasn't born yet. So I, I, I desperately want them to win the Stanley Cup more than anything. And if there's a year, it's this year. Um, it's got to be. It's it's do or die. See, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad, Ryan, you made this phone call because think about what he said about 1994, which to a lot of us feels recent. Like mm-hmm. I remember 1994. Yeah. I remember being in elementary school and yeah. then putting on the parade on TV during library class and I, me being very upset that they did that. How am I that much older than you? What do you mean? I was in college. 
You were in college in 1994? Yes, I graduated high school in 93. Damn, you're old. <laughs> yeah, the, Rain, old. the Rangers Cup drought was three years when Tiki entered the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's right. But to me, like, I'm a 40-year-old guy, so I remember 1994. Like, I was young, but I vividly remember, and I've told that story on the air before, that I was very upset that they showed the parade in school that day. And I even told the teacher, like, I'm, we're, a lot of us are Islander fans. Like, what are we doing? So I remembered, but I'm 40. Yeah. That last caller is a younger Ranger fan. And if you are a younger Ranger fan, and you don't even have to be that young, I would say 36 and under would be the number. That's fair. I'm 36, and it's my first sports memories that year. So you remember Mm -hmm. it, but you didn't even really get to appreciate it. I went to several games that year. I was kind of, though, a weird sponge at seven. Not every seven-year-old was like me. Right. No, I get that. Yeah, seven's old enough to understand. Yeah. Especially if you love the sport. You're on that kind of like... Verge, I guess. I knew what was going on. I probably didn't appreciate it. Yeah. But for anyone else under the age of 36, you've seen a lot of success in terms of being good. Like, that's the underrated thing about this Ranger team. They have pulled off a lot of success really since the salary cap era began in the NHL. If you want to put a line of demarcation, and obviously Henrik Lundqvist. They've been in the playoffs, and I'm doing this off the top of my head. I'd say 10 out of the last 15 years would be my guess. Something like that. Something absurd like Mm -hmm. that. 11 out of 16 years. They've been to four conference finals. They've been to a Stanley Cup final. Like, I disagree with our last caller's comparison saying they're the Cowboys. They're better than the Cowboys. The Cowboys haven't gotten to a championship game since when? They're actually more like the 49ers. The reason <laughs> you have the right. same year the last time they won a Super Bowl. That's You know what? That's a good point. So I get that guy calling up saying, listen, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I need to see a win. Like, I don't mean to be a jerk right now, but this is going to come across a little jerky to one of the other fan bases in this town. I get you guys as Nick fans. Like, any kind of success is really, really cool. It's still new to you. Like, I get that. You go to the conference finals, you're going to have a party. Mm-hmm. When have you been there? You haven't been there in 150 years. All right, stop with the condescending. Yeah. I gave you a little bit there, and then you got more and more condescending. I'm just saying. <laughs> to the Ranger fan, and by the way, Tiki, you'll learn this about me. Uh-huh. There's nothing I enjoy more than pitting Ranger fans against Nick fans. Mm. That is like my, well, that's, that's porn well, for me. You, I have you to got that behind our glass right now. I know. Because <laughs> we asked this question about two uh-huh. weeks ago. Who is most likely to win the next championship? Yeah. And in my mind, it was was obviously the Knicks. But now you're saying today it's going to be the Rangers. I don't even think that's even a question. I was starting that fight earlier this morning. I went on social media just because I felt like it and said, who goes on a deeper postseason run this year, the Rangers or the Knicks? And everybody's like, start fighting with each other. Mm. Ah, it's got to be Knicks. Oh, it's Rangers. Ah, it's what, Knicks. What, was the, what was the outcome? Ah, you know the outcome. The Rangers kicked the Knicks' ass. <laughs> like oh. they have for the last 40 years. A realistic poll for once. <laughs> no, I agree. And you know what I would tell you would piss me off if I'm a Ranger fan? What's that? The fact that last night, Ranger Devils, sexy game, rivalry game, relegated to MSG2 while we have to watch Knicks Sixers on MSG1. As, as mm. they should be because... Let me remind all three of you, the Knicks run this city and the Knicks run Madison Square Garden. Always have, always will. You do run it until May because that's when the Rangers play games deep into May and the Knicks yeah. usually go home. Yeah, Dolan's pockets have been lined a lot more with Ranger playoff games over the last 15 years. He right. knows where his bread's butt. All right, keep talking. And that's why, by the way, if I ask a Knicks fan, is this a championship or bus season, no one would ever say yes to that. Of course not. Encouraging win last night, though. A very nice win, of course. Right. Boggy, bogey played mm-hmm. well. How about Precious? All that. They overcame a lousy effort by Jalen Brunson. It was all great. But you see the difference, right? Ranger fans know it's copper bust. Nick fans are like, yay, we're happy to be here. This is fun. No, 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 no. We're not happy being bridesmaids. Not with this team. Not with the new look Knicks. It's championship or bust for them as well. Seriously? Uh-huh. You're having to say uh-huh. no. There's no chance. Yep. 
I look around the NBA and right. I say the Knicks are as good as any team in the league. Why if, not us? Okay, Why not Maybe this year? if they're healthy. Maybe if they're healthy. <laughs> no. But they're not healthy right now. Yeah, not right now, but the playoffs are not right now. So you think, like, I don't know if you voted in my poll earlier I did, this Knicks. You think the Knicks are going further than the Rangers I in the playoffs? I absolutely do. Are you 100%. Okay? It's about time somebody reminds people around here who runs the city, the Knicks. The Knicks are as good as any team in the NBA. Are the Rangers as good as any team in hockey? Don't think so. I mean, they're playing as good as any team in hockey. <laughs> you want to go recency bias? They've won, whatever, nine in a row? No, no. Let's so, not forget who no. had the best record in the no. NBA in January. I don't. <laughs> what's so what funny? I don't understand what's so funny. <laughs> the Rangers in hockey this year are as good as the Nuggets are in basketball. That's a championship team, movie. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. Run Keep the city all you want. We run the suburbs. I don't know what to tell you. We'll, we'll continue going back to this powder keg. I find this very entertaining. But in the meantime, let's go to John in Smithtown. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Good. What's up? Um, I just wanted to comment on your comment on the hit last night with Matt Rempe. Yeah, it was disgusting. It should be thrown out of the league. Yeah, uh, I don't understand how you how you don't see that. You know, Bashkin, whatever the hell that guy's name is <laughs> on the Devils, who yeah. got ragdoll tossed by Truba after he got clean hit and buried into the boards. Mm-hmm. He wants to whine and cry and try and go after them. That he was skating up the boards with his head down. He picks his head up like any normal hockey player and sees that he has a giant coming right at him. You know, maybe he doesn't duck into his elbow. Yeah, he did leave with his elbow, but there was no chicken wing. There was no elbow to the head maliciously aiming for his head. Guy's 6'10". You can't bend down to get hit. Blaming, yeah. blaming well, the victim. Well, sounds, I see what you're doing here. Blame like, the victim. Blame the guy who got caught and bloodied on the ice and say it's John, all his it sounds, fault. It sounds like what we talk about with safeties in the NFL. Is like they're trying to avoid head-to-head contact, so they lower their head. But so is the receiver; he's lowering his head. So what happens is you get head-to-head contact. It's kind of nobody's fault. No, it's, it's just, no. It's just the aggressiveness of a physical sport. No, dude, like, stop it, with this both sideisms crap. But I'm not he elbowed him in the freaking he head. He didn't. He just went in to check him. No, no. And he, the problem is his elbows are at his head. Yeah, he doesn't leave his skates. I just keep watching the replay. Yeah. Bastion dips his head down. Yeah, it exactly. is like actually. It's obs- almost like he's ducking. So here's the yeah. problem with hockey, and it's also with football. Human beings aren't like designed. To run into each other. It's just not. It's not natural to do it. And on skates, it's so much faster than even with cleats on on a, on a football field. And so, like, your reaction time when you're like, oh, bleep, somebody's getting ready to hit me is to duck. Like, everybody does that. If someone threw up, if I threw a punch at you right now, you're not mm-hmm. going to sit and take it. I probably ah, would. Ah, just uh, hit me in the jaw. Break my tongue. Pick the right, right example. Right, you would duck. Most people want to duck. And so when you see it, He giant... wasn't ducking. His See, that's also a misnomer. He was down. He was in position. He wasn't ducking. And so Rempe saw where his head was. Like, I don't oh, understand how you guys are just blaming so the victim bang, bang, when he dips his head down. He didn't see where he was. He doesn't leave his sticks. He basically just pushes his forearm towards the glass, which is a clean hit, Naki. No. The problem is he's the size of a train. I mean, honestly, this guy's been in the league for 35 seconds. He's already got more penalty minutes than he's been on the ice. Why don't you call it like it is? It's not like he's got a long track record. His track record so far in the short period of time that he's been on the ice uh-huh. is that he's a thug looking to fight everybody. No, because I think that we It's actually disgusting. We don't know how to judge a guy that's 6'7 and hits like oh, that. stop. Sounds like you're talking about Aaron Judge right now. It's just what we are doing. We didn't know how to manage the strike zone. Let's go to Jack in Manhattan. What's going on, Jack? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Crystal clear. Hey, what's up? So, Evan, I'm a Ranger fan, but I'm, you know, not really too worked up about you trolling us. But 
I have to explain to you why I think people keep calling you a hater. Go ahead. And it's this. Yeah. It's after the stadium series, you were more worked up about the Rangers winning than you were about the Islanders losing. Mm-hmm. And so listening to that, it came across as you watched that game not to see the Islanders win, but you watched it so you could see the Rangers lose and rub it in Marash's face <laughs> and go on the radio and call them frauds and how we stink. And you know what? We we might be frauds. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't old enough for 1994. I also, like that previous caller, I wasn't born yet either. So I've been kicked in the groin way too many times. Mm-hmm. But you going on and on, and you're still hung up on calling that the, the Rangers Stanley Cup. Yeah. It comes across as not really being an authentic Islander fan. Yeah. Because if you were more authentic, you would be worried about what does this hold for the future of our well, team. Well, they suck. I mean, I can, well, I can answer that real quick. They're a freaking mess. All they've done is blow multi-goal leads all season long. Now, they were able to recover the other night against Pittsburgh, and now they've got a big decision to make over the next few weeks. Are they going all in? Are they going to sell? Are they going to stand pat? And to be honest with you, I don't think they're any good. Now, I want to give you an honest answer. Because his answer was, or his comment was, it sounded as if you were rooting more against the Rangers than rooting for the Islanders. I think as that game was going on, and I was enjoying myself, and I was teaching my kids the basics of hockey, and I was watching the Islanders have this fun afternoon in the sun, it was about the Islanders winning. I think that's how it started. You knew I was there, though. Mm. And then I think as the comeback commenced, and as things started to turn, my anger now became playing defense. It went from, this is a really cool win, what a fun day, I'm having a good time, into defense, into I freaking hate this team hmm. and their fans you bother hate your me. Own team or you hate the Rangers? Well, I, yes, I hate both teams. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I I hate all the teams I root for because all they do is right. fail. So, but you can't rail against the Islanders. Well, I did rail against the Islanders. I said it that day. Yes, all you, they do you, is blow you, big leads. Like yes, this is nothing new you from them. Shifted quickly to yeah. anti Rangers talk. And speaking of shifting quickly, when do I get my apology uh, for mm. what? Uh, I don't know. Monday. The importance of the Sunday game. Yeah, yeah. Monday. When you went on your little fat Rangers. Fat, fat, fat. fat. You called me and other Ranger fans fat, but then you also laughed when I said, you know, that could be our moment, like Victor Cruz in 2011. And here we are a mere five days later, and your lead today is Stanley Cup or bust. Truth. Huh. So do you think you're so wrong? In fact, the Rangers' success since the. Stadium series victory just proves my point that it was meaningless. Honestly, no, no, no. It no. does. They're you're playing in... even better. My point was no, it was no. going to catapult them. And now you're, you're admitting it's Stanley Cup proposed when I told you that's our signature moment on the way no, to a Stanley of Cup. All, you're in the midst of a nine-game winning streak. All that was was a win in the midst of a nine-game winning streak. That's all it was. Like, you've won nine in a row, dude. You're red hot. I give you all the flowers. That just happened to be one game in the middle of it. So what the hell does that mean? What does that prove? If anything, it just proves what I'm saying. It was a regular season no. game. You had a great comeback against an Islander team that's done nothing but choke all year. Congratulations. Nope. You, know, you know what I hate the most about Ranger fans? 
They're delusional. <laughs> no, no. Ranger fans are so delusional. Delusional. Maybe it's because a lot of you are Yankee fans or Giant fans. You are so delusional. You're just, and you've seen it right now on display with Sean. Five minutes ago, Lou Gower, you said the Knicks can win a championship. Yeah, because I have a superstar player. You have a soft goalie. You trust that guy in the playoffs? Sure. I wouldn't. I trust Brunson. All right, very Your in the goalie weeds. is Sharman, tissue, soft. Very in the weeds. The Rangers have five NHL players better than Brunson as a basketball Okay, player. I need wow. one superstar player, also, and I have two top 30. Also, newsflash, the Knicks ain't selling out MetLife Stadium. The Rangers. I there. got dogs. Are you kidding me? The Knicks are, you know, first of all, half the stadium would be celebrities if the Knicks were there, and the other half would be Knicks fans, so they would sell it out. You can get 70K. Nope, Spike Lee's not sitting that far from the court. And you didn't sell it out. It was Islander fans there, too, by the way. Okay. Now, yeah. I have to lean on what, the Net fans and all three of them? Nick fans would sell it out, too. Keep I, talking. Keep chirping Luke over Gower there. feels very threatened, if you noticed. This was supposed well. to be his spring, his <laughs> and it time. Will be. And he's very threatened. Julius and basically the Rangers came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's hurting him, and I feel bad for him. And he can't even lean back on the Mets. <laughs> don't bring that. Yeah, man. they have nothing to do with this. Don't, don't, no, no. I'm enjoying the theater of Rangers versus Knicks. I think this is the great rivalry in New York that no one talks about. Because we all just assume, oh, it's the Garden. They're one big happy family. That's nope. not the case. Nope. The Ranger fan, and I'm not talking about you here, Lugie, but the Ranger fan in general, they get sick and tired of the Knicks stealing the Ranger heat. Bitch, Ste- New York Ranger yeah, fan. Stealing their attention. And you know why we don't mind playing on MSG2, Evan? Because idiots like Lugauer can't find it. We can <laughs> I'm not going to pay any mind to a bunch of guys skating around a hockey rink. I watch the real sport, the hoops. So you <laughs> so you genuinely think, Lugie, that the Knicks will go further in the playoffs than the Rangers? Remind me, who went further last year? Oh, that's right, the Knicks. They'll the do Knicks it again. Yeah. They'll do it again. Okay. I firmly stamp that. And you obviously, Sean, feel very confident that the Rangers will go further than the Knicks. Yeah. I feel confident. It's not even like a thought. It's a given. Okay. I believe, and this is completely up to you guys, that, I think, Tiki, you definitely agree with this. Mm-hmm. They should make some kind of bet. Oh, without a doubt. We're betting all the crew great. here. I've won pickleball. What can I win from Luke Gallagher? I don't know. You guys figure that out. Okay. And then me and Tiki will decide if we approve this Ranger Nick bet that you guys will make. I look forward to it. You're not going to sneakily shave your beard while we're pulling something else. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Luckily, this is one that does not involve me. Because, quite frankly, Rangers Nick's, it's like... Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I enjoy when you guys fight because I want you both to lose. But, yeah, I like when you guys fight. Let's go to, oh, man, so many angry Ranger fans. Let's go to Matt in Howard Beach. How you doing, Matt? Hey, Evan, what's going on? What's up? Man, I wish I had a legal pad to check off all the points I want to hit right now. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing right now. You, Evan, you have single-handedly... Turn two two people that go to the same building against each other. <laughs> um, it's actually it, it's actually like evil mastermind. All right, thank um, you. and I don't know how you do it. Sitting on the other side of the glass <laughs> in the room, they can't avoid each other. Their right. mics aren't I mean, on, so like they can stuck fight. In a room, they might like <laughs> kill each other. Right. right. So uh, definitely looking forward to see what that bet is going to be uh, between them. Me too. But I can't believe you actually did it, but I finally I've actually do agree with you hmm. as a Ranger fan. I'm, I'll be 42 this year. I was 12 the last time they won a cup, right? So, a lot of a lot of good runs, a lot of enjoyable seasons. Look forward to watching games every night. But something's got to give, right? You got to win one, right? Yeah. You just got to win the one championship. Um, I mean, you know, I thought I was me, defending you really guys, Matt. You know? I thought I thought I was defending you nah, guys. Nah, you're being Ranger old. fans. I you, thought I was trying to like I don't know, lighten the letdown if something bad should happen. And Ranger fans are all agreeing with you, Evan. Because 
I think you're being offensive to them. I'm not. I'm, when ta- you're I'm thinking good. from a player perspective how hard it is to win a championship, no matter how good it feels that you're playing, right? No matter how confident you are. You, sometimes you just run up against teams, especially in a seven-game series, who are just better than you. Okay. I'm and glad so, you said that. So from a fan's perspective, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, it's win or bust. But from a player's perspective, it's like, dude, it's a grind, man. Like you can't start thinking like that if we don't win a championship, we failed this well, year. You, I wanna, can't, you can't do that. I want you to walk me through something then. In 2000, mm-hmm. you guys had an incredible run, won 12 games, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we sucked for part of it I, to the point where Jim Fossil had to I know. make a declaration about yes. gambling and pushing his chips into the center of the table. Yes. Jason Seahorn's pants fell off during the coverage. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't his fault. <laughs> <laughs> But my follow-up to that was not... <laughs> Fanatics and Nike were making the pain. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. My point wasn't 2000, because obviously the Giants had a miraculous run, and I could yeah. understand that getting there may have felt like, oh, my God, this is house money. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a believer in house money, but I understand you're in the Super Bowl, nobody saw it coming, yada, yada, yada. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to ask you that. Okay. I was going to ask you the following season. Yeah. Like, you just went to the Super Bowl. When you go on a training camp in 2001... Isn't the attitude, well, we've already gotten as far as you can go. If we don't win the Super Bowl in 2001, now, we all know what happened. You didn't even make the playoffs. No. But going into camp, you didn't have the attitude that I'm describing right now? We had the attitude, and it's a grind. And it's a, it's a long way back to where we just were. And we got to get lucky. Not lucky like we're just, you know, something supernatural happens and we win football games. But we got to stay healthy. We have to make sure that guys are all dialed in. It's easy to it's easy to get distracted when you're on that path where you think you're winning a championship. So it's literally game to game. It's what do we what do we got to do to win this game? Because when you start thinking ahead, is when you start having lapses. It's when you start getting complacent. It's when the little things that you are doing well become the, the you know the big things that you're not. So it's it. It's it's hard. Like it's hard as it's, a, it's hard. hard as an athlete to look that far down the line. And you you you're excited about it, but the last thing you want to do is hear about it. I, well, right? okay, I'm not in charge of what the players hear. The players can hear whatever the hell they want. I know as fans, because mm-hmm. I am one. I may not root for the same teams as everybody, but I am a fan. We have a very similar calculation in our mind. At some point, you gotta freaking win it. Like, think about it. For the Ranger fans, and I'll, I'll give you a Nick comparison, okay, but what too. if you don't? Like, what if you don't? Oh, I don't know. Hey, Loogie, what were the 90s Knicks like? Like, was it amazing? No. It's the most overrated, uh, you know, period of New York sports. And why in our is that? Because they didn't win a damn thing. They, and by the way, they went to two finals. Right. But they didn't win a damn thing. There's no trophy for second. The Henrik Lundqvist era. And I don't mean to nail Henrik Lundqvist in any negative way. He's an all-time great goaltender. I'd spent more time defending that man on this radio station than almost anybody. I can't say anybody, but almost anybody. You won nothing, Sean, with him. You know it. I know it. And that's why that era of Ranger hockey is nice. It's yeah. not all-time great. I wear an Eastern Conference Finals champion shirt like it's the real cup shirt. That's how bad I want it. <laughs> You're damn right. So now you got to win it. And that's what it's about. Stop walking around like a loser. That's right. Let's go to Anthony in Brooklyn. What's up, Anthony? Hey, guys, how you doing? Uh, Evan, I'm going to agree with you. It's winning time. Winning time. Let's go. Now I have my bone to pick with you about the hit. Yeah, go ahead. I played, ref, and coach on every level of hockey. I still play street. The hit 
wasn't as dirty as it's being made out to be. Right. It was actually a clean hit. He didn't bring his elbow up. Uh, Tiki, I thought you explained it perfect in the heat of the moment. You guys, that, that this is what's killing the game when people start crying. It's a, it's a bad hit. It's dirty. It's this. That's what hurts. That's all but, I just but, wanted but it, to say. But it was, though. Like, I still don't understand how you guys keep saying it wasn't. Like, he wasn't it, ducking. It, he was in his, his head. Go ahead. He, he broke rule number one. He put his head down. We've, we're taught that from the first time we put on skates. That's all. And the other guys just get Renthe's just guilty of being tall. But it was, it was a violent hit. It was violent. <laughs> yes, it was. But I mean, it wasn't was, dirty. It's, it's violent because he's going so damn fast. Well, here's what's funny. I mean, he's flying. No, he, of course. <laughs> he got a match penalty, and he's going to be suspended. Like, I'm not <sighs> pulling something out of my ass here. Like, that's what happened last night. What happened to him after that hit? Did we see Matt Rempe again? I no. Mean, he didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be so confident he's getting suspended. Yeah, it's not like he, like he hit him with his shoulder. Yeah, it's not like he came in leading with his elbow, dude. Again, again, I'm just looking again, at it. I'm, last I'm looking night, at it in slow motion. Hold on, last night he was given a match penalty, which means he was ejected from the game. Am I? Mi- did that not happen? Of course it. So happened. do you want to call out the officials and say they're soft and they got it wrong? Yeah, I think the officials do not know how to officiate a six-seven thumper, and they have to get used to that body sizes are different. I really believe that's the truth. Yeah, and that's and I think when the league office sees this, they're going to go. Right. The guy's a mutant tall alien. And Bastion is how can so he unaware. Him? Yeah, like he's he's not he's not even he doesn't see him. If he susp- if he gets suspended, Rempe could sue the league that they're high. Oh my god. Yeah. I thought you were just going to whip out the boomer or screw the ranger button. That's what happened last night. They said, ah, screw Rempe. Let's just suspend him. Let's just throw him out. Shaq would get suspended constantly if he played in hockey. Oh, stop using height as an excuse. It is an excuse. Boy, I don't know about you, Tiki. I don't know why you're out here defending him so badly. Because this is kind of hit that you took all the time as a football player. At least I did. They don't anymore. (laughs) Right? You got to be aware of where contact is coming from. You have to, dude. Okay. Otherwise, you don't play long. Just remember, just telling you. your godson was crying probably because of that hit. <laughs> it's not. How about the amount of Ranger fans Wait, in the was building? It, was last it right night? in front of the, that? Was that no, where they're sitting? I don't know where they were sitting. It was in front of the bench. I think it was close enough to where they were sitting. Oh my God! Imagine that little three-year-old seeing that hit. Wait, oh. where, where is this? It's a oh, forget dude, if it was. Yeah, this is di- so the alley at the end of the bench. He's right on the the the. The alley. Yeah. So it's right there. Have you talked to your godson to make sure he's not. okay? I'm not. You should check in on him. I will. He's crying after a loss. He sees this disgusting hit by Rempe. You should be thrown in, the first in jail. Period. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm just making sure. Yeah. When we come back, more of your calls, 877-337-6666. We'll hear from Steve Cohen and Hal Steinbrenner as the show goes on. And you know what? No messing around. When we come back, Sean Morass thinks the Rangers are going further than the Knicks. Tommy Lugauer thinks the Knicks are going further than the Rangers. They started fighting about it. They're going to make their bet official. They will come up with a big bet to determine what the other person needs to do or one person wins based on Rangers and Knicks playoff success. So to all the people out there, pick your side because I know you're split. I know as a Knicks fan you can't stand the Rangers. I know as a Ranger fan you can't stand the Knicks. I understand that that is a civil war in this town no one likes to talk about. I love talking about it. It's one of my favorite unknown rivalries in all of New York sports. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One of those nights last night. One of those fun nights last night if you're a fan of certain teams in this town. The Knicks came out of the All-Star break, won a game for the first time in two weeks. The All-Star break may have had something to do with it taking that long, but they beat the Philadelphia 76ers last night. Something that, as you may recall, Tiki, I successfully predicted. You did. Late in the show. And you predicted it for a specific reason as well. Well, I'm not going to get into the reasons because that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't have to show you how I made the bacon, just that the bacon was made. I think the Knicks are just going to beat the crap out of the Sixers tonight. That was me yesterday. That was you. Now, I want to give you some credit. Okay. So I was right about the Knicks are going to beat the crap out of the Sixers. We also started talking about how the big ragu Dante DiVincenzo was ragu. back. And I was asking you, are they going to abuse him minute-wise? Nope. Here's Tiki's minute prediction for Dante DiVincenzo. 34. You're going 34? 34. I'm going the over on that. Well, here's the result. 34 minutes, 38 seconds. Okay, went over, but barely. Well, so I win. <laughs> Evan always has to win. Always. No, but you... And even more important, iHeart only played, like, 11. Yeah, he was not happy about that. But, but I, like... mean, I mean, it's fine. They, I mean, Precious is... Have, I mean, he's serving a good role right now. And, and Jericho Sims played well Jericho last Sims night. played well last night. And the beauty of it is that they have to play. And so it's giving Tibbs a chance to see them. That's right. right? And it not, they're not going to play one thing when it matters, I think. But at least you get an idea of what they can do. Because I know three weeks ago we went to that game. I was like, Precious at two is pointless on this team. Mm. Pointless. Nah, and now, he's been, and now I was, we were wrong. It's like Precious Sanity right, right. now. I mean, he, without them, without him, they would, they'd be struggling right no now. No doubt. In fact, a lot of Nick fans are actually talking about that trade with the Raptors, which I got to experience last night because mm-hmm. as a Net fan, I watched IQ and RJ. That is now being called the Precious Achua Trap. As it should be. He's been a legit dog. You're damn right. Now, speaking of dogs, we'll get back to your calls in a second. Uh, I put this poll out this morning on social media, and then we started talking about it on the air today because of the Ranger victory and the high expectations they have. And our Ranger fans and Nick fans secretly really don't like each other. I asked a question of that. uh, Because they're jealous of each other. What? And no one, very few people are diehards of both. They may claim it, but they're not. Well, I mean, we have a unique situation in here because Sean is a Rangers fan, mm-hmm. but he 
loves the Nets. Right, and Lugie yeah. is a Nick fan who right. likes the Islanders. Right. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't, it's, they're, they're only half MSG'd. That's right. Which That's is, right. It doesn't make any sense. But I think that even those that are Ranger Nick fans, they yeah. always have a favorite child. Mm. They always have one of the teams that they like more, and sometimes when both teams are playing well, it causes resentment. That's what I've noticed. Yes, and also Madison Square Garden. And let me be crystal clear here. The Knicks own Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. The Rangers and their fans, they rent it. Mm. We allow your presence. We own it. When you think of MSG, you think of the Knicks and the Rangers, you rent it. We allow your presence. Is the ice on top of the the hardwood? I don't know all the specifics. Hardwood on top of the ice. I think the hardwood's on top of the ice because occasionally. Oh, oh, oh. so so what's the foundation then? You're killing me here, Barbara. I don't know. <laughs> Just ask The foundation question. of this city is basketball. How about that? And well, it's a basketball it, city. In fairness, the Just Rangers have been well. around longer than the Knicks. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just if, if we're being technical about this. Yeah, so the, the foundation of the sports and the foundation of the actual building yeah. is ice. Yeah. Jeff McNeil shows up for the Ranger game. The Knicks get A-list celebrities. They know what's up. Mm. We know who is king in this town, the sexiness of okay. the Knicks. You know, who, you know who else showed up for the Rangers game? Brian Dable and Joe Shane. Right. Oh, boom! Oh, he got you there. What? I'll take Ben Stiller. <laughs> now you still believe the Knicks will go further than the Rangers. Sean believes the Rangers will go further than the Knicks, and I respect that. I respect your fandoms. I think something needs to be put on the line. So, do you guys have a bet that we can all follow while we eat our popcorn and watch this mm. hilariousness ensue? I think we have something really good. That Let I'm, me hear it. I can't wait to see Lugie pay off. Um, very simple. Whichever team goes further, the other has to dress like that sports trophy. <laughs> For a shot. <laughs> Wait, so, so if the Rangers go further, which I think they will. Then the next. Lugie has to do an entire show, painted head to toe in silver, dressed as the Stanley Cup. Lord hat Stanley. On the he will be Lord mm. Stanley for a show. If the Knicks go further, Rangers have a bad first-round ouster. Knicks get to the, even just the second round. I have to come in head-to-toe silver looking like the Larry O'Brien. Better trophy. start doing your sit-ups there because your shirt's going to be off for an entire show. Shirt off, too, yeah. The Larry O'Brien trophy is gold. That's right. You know what? I forgot because we haven't seen one in so long in this town. <laughs> no, it's true, though. You can't even laugh at that. You're right. It is gold. Uh, in fact, I don't think that award was the Larry O'Brien Trophy the last time in team <laughs> No, no, the Larry O'Brien Trophy started in 1977, 1978. Yeah. So there was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I'm laughing. It's my team too, by the way. Sure. My team hasn't won. Okay, so I think I approve that, Tiki. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that works. I'll have to do the whole show. My head tilted I'm just like trying a to basketball. Figure out how you're going to do that. Like, yeah. How, like what's the what's it going to actually look like? Well, I'm going to be basically gold. With like a, a flat base around me, and on top will be the pivot basketball goal. So I want to be fair about this. If they both get eliminated in the same round, in my opinion, the tiebreaker would be who came closest to winning the series based on games. So hypothetically, if the Knicks lose in the first round in five and the Rangers lose in the first round in six, then I would say the Rangers went further. Is that is that a fair? I, I'm going to be fair. Tiebreak? I'm going to be yes. even more fair. Yeah. I think there doesn't have to be a tiebreaker. I think 
I understand uh, value. I'm that confident. I am willing to dress as the trophy if Lugie is, if we both get eliminated in the same round. Really? And you get a double payoff. Really? I respect that, and I'm down for that, too. Nice. You're saying Ty goes to the runner and the runner being Lugie? If we both... No, no. Ty Ty goes to both of them. Correct. If we're both idiots and we've both over-exaggerated our outcome, we both have to look like morons together. So if you both go to the conference finals and lose, then we have to sit there dressed as the dumb trophies that neither of our teams will win. (laughs) And then then we run it back next year because neither team's going anywhere. (laughs) We'll get a winner eventually. (laughs) Eventually. All right, I approve that bet. I do. I love that. I think that's a really good bet. In fact, I think uh, anyone listening, if you have a friend that's a Nick fan and you're a Ranger fan or vice versa, we give you permission to play this game at home with them. (laughs) You can take this bet amongst yourselves and use it as well. You have to dress up for a day or a week or whatever you agree on as the trophy of the other sport. (laughs) That is so weird to me because I never thought of that. It's going to be hard to do. Like the execution is going to be interesting. I'm confident Lugie will pull it off. <laughs> I'm not going to spend one minute thinking about it because Sean's going to lose. Uh, Tiki, I believe it was Jameis Winston that once uttered the words, eat that W. Eat that W. Prepared to eat it. This is not exactly breaking news as it happened pre-show. We missed it. There will not be any further discipline on Rangers forward Matt Rempe for his hit on Nathan Bastian there last night. The Department of Player Safety didn't deem it worthy of a suspension. Disgrace, they're wrong. So They're wrong. Should be suspended. He will not be arrested nor suspended. They realized his height caused the hit. Oh, right. come on. So now he's got free reign to just elbow anybody not, he wants he in the head? Do he didn't elbow him. He went in with his shoulder, and Bastion's head was disgusting. He was like looking at the, like he'd lost his ice cream on the, on the, on the ice and got nailed. That's disgusting. You have to be aware of where contact is coming no, from. No, I'm aware of it. And I think that Boomer should be banned from ever saying screw the Ranger button ever again because this is a disgrace. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for the league. Because this guy deserved to be suspended, I think, for nine games. But it wasn't malicious or intentional. Do you think that Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve should have the same size strike zone? That has nothing to do with this. It does. It's the point. It's a strike zone for an NHL player into hitting somebody. Interesting. Are you concerned, Lugie, that (laughs) most... You've taken a loss. Nah, whatever, I lost. Are you concerned that most of social media, (laughs) when I put that poll out, thinks the Rangers are going further, like, by a lot? No, I don't care about any dopey poll that the Coalition of Nick haters and the whiny Net fans that voted on it. I don't care about What do the Net fans have to do? Because they're losers and they picked the Rangers. That's why. (laughs) That's why. So, no, I don't care about your stupid poll. (laughs) She's probably correct. You think Uh, that most people... Disproportionately, your followers are Net fans also. I know... I know what kind of squad I have have, and I know the kind of squad the Rangers have. I know it. They know it. They're not winning a cup with Igor. They don't want to admit it. I'll do it for you. He's soft, and you aren't winning. And we have dudes, and we have dogs. You know your second best player is Julius Randle? The Knicks have dudes, and the Knicks have dogs. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. You can't bring up the injury thing and then I'm say Randall no, no. is, is going to choke, too. Well, you're calling Igor soft he in is. the postseason, and I'm calling Julius Randall what? Who's more important, the goalie or the star player on the basketball team? The My star are... player is Jalen Brunson. Their star player is the goalie that can't get it done. Not, but either way, we're full of cats and men on the Rangers. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Let's go to Frank and Warwick. Good afternoon, Frank. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's, what's up, up, man? Um... I just want to. I'm a Nick and a Ranger fan, but I'm gonna have to go with Rangers on this one. Mm. Um, I think they're they're a top three team in the league, but I think it's a lot closer than what people think. And I don't trust Julius Randle in the playoffs. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I, I will tell yeah, you. But do you trust Shesterkin? I do. I, I there's some games that he is the 
entire team. Um, yeah, he is a little soft. I do agree with that. Um, but the guy can take over a game easily, and I don't think Randall can. Here's what would scare me about the Rangers, even though I side with the Rangers as the team to go further. Here's what would scare me. If the New York Knicks continue to get healthy, and the New York Knicks, who are not completely buried from getting, let's say, the two seed, Mm -hmm. because right now they trail Cleveland by four games in the loss column, three overall. It is certainly not insurmountable. No. Let's go Knicks. If they're able to jump up to two, and now all of a sudden their first-round matchup potentially is, let's say, the Orlando Magic, (laughs) or potentially the Chicago Bulls if they finish strong, even though they've lost two in a row, or potentially even the Philadelphia 76ers, and Joel Embiid doesn't come back. I think that first round, to me, would feel safer than the complete unpredictability of the NHL. And what I mean by that is right now, you know who the Rangers could potentially face in the first round of the playoffs? Potentially. Who? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. Like ain't, ain't your daddy's lightning. I, yeah. I, I understand, but would you not agree that the Lightning beating the Rangers in the first round feels a lot more real than, let's say, the Knicks losing to the Chicago Bulls or an less Philadelphia 76ers? Sure, I would agree. The, okay, that's my only point. That's my point. Like, the NHL is dangerous. The first round is dangerous. But we're feeling dangerous. Okay, you woke up dangerous. I I also like to live dangerously. The only team that would scare me in the playoffs in the East is the Miami Heat. I will admit that. The Heat scare me. Any other team will wax them. In the playoffs? Yeah, the entire Celtics, Cavs, Bucks. The Bucks are a mess. Doc Rivers is a total joke. They're going nowhere. The Celtics, KP will get hurt. They'll be done. Their coach is another loser that will wax them. We showed that the Cavs are soft. They're done. The Sixers, they could go pack it in. They're finished, and Bede's not going to play. Who are you going to give me, Indiana and Orlando? confidence flying out. Oh, I'm very confident. This is so weird. Like, I know I missed two days this week. Did you allow him to do meth in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) I think we have a no drug policy here at the station. But no, I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm flying high. It's time that the Nick fans let everybody know what's up. The Celtics, they're just throwing Missoula, give Uh me a break. Bro, they're soft too. I'm telling you right now. Miami Heat are the only dogs that I'm afraid of. Can you remind me of all the NBA final appearances Tom Thibodeau has? Thanks. I'll hang up and take the call off. (laughs) Go ahead. I refuse to answer that question. Well, because there's no answer because he hasn't been to one. Oh, so for all the crap okay. you're going to talk about Joe Mazzulla and all the crap yeah, you're going to talk about Glenn Rivers, yeah. well, Glenn has one. Well, and Glenn, Glenn has one. Okay, what's his record since he got to the Bucks? He's already thrown his players so under the bridge. So the season's over because they're losing games in February? No, but they're already putting in their built-in excuses in, in Milwaukee. I have no fear of Doc Rivers but in the playoffs. Bring it on. isn't, like, concluded in February in the NBA. Like, I get it. The Bucks are a mess right now. I get the concern about Glenn Rivers, but you talk like your head coach has won anything. I laid out you a do. path. You do. You talk that way. I laid out a path, and I even gave you a little pound of flesh with the Heat. I would be scared of the Miami Heat. I respect their head coach. I respect Jimmy Butler. That's it, though. Not giving you any other team. You don't respect mm. the Celtics? Nope. Dude, Saturday nope. night at Madison Let's see Jason Garden. Tatum put it together. Okay. Bring it on. Put it together. <laughs> Bring it on. Put it together. Bring it on. Most overrated they, star they in the sport. better not lose by 20. <laughs> what, in the regular season that doesn't matter that Evan yes, just brought up? Saturday. Okay. All right. okay, I'll I'm be here on Monday. <laughs> it's not often that I find myself easily rooting for the Boston mm. Celtics, but Saturday night is a night to party. I'll tell you that right now. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Knicks will be ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Mike in Staten Island. How are you, Mike? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Not if, but when 
the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks both win their respective titles. What happens then? <laughs> I have a great answer to that, oh. and I hope you guys would accept this. If somehow both teams win, I will dress up as the Larry O'Brien trophy for a day, and then the next day I'll dress up as the Stanley Cup. You don't want me to do either one? Oh, yeah, you want to do it too? All right, we'll do both. Yeah. I love it. That's and you guys, maybe you guys go to the parades dressed as those, and then we'll do the show after. Love it. Oh crap! I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want to be? You want to be Larry O'Brien, or you want to be Lord Stanley? I mean, we're gonna flip people, a coin. Black people don't play hockey, right? So, <laughs> oh, 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 we got Keandre Miller. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Larry O'Brien. You want to be Larry O'Brien? Actually, it you know, would be funny if I was Lord Stanley. Okay. He did serve in a regiment in Liverpool. What? When the actual Lord Stanley? You did some research. Of course, I did. <laughs> Got the rabbit hole. Uh, I think that's a good answer, though. We will, under the unlikeliest circumstances, and trust me, that is not happening. Right. And if it did, wow. Wow. I mean, (laughs) it's imagining things that are impossible. Like, we all talk. It's impossible. No, that's impossible. The Rangers and the Knicks are not going to play a title this year. Reality rise. The Rangers have a a chance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just what we started the show talking about. Okay. The Rangers have a chance. It's really just about. The Knicks. The Knicks are not winning an NBA title. Stop it. Now, if they get healthy, I'm not fully <laughs> endorsing what Lugie's saying because I think it. he's delusional. Stop. And maybe on, I don't know, crystals or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Boston is not unbeatable. No one's saying they're unbeatable. Right? But the Cleveland, not... they beat. Okay. Milwaukee is flawed. Yeah, but, but Tiki, you're talking about an NBA title. They'd have to beat Denver. They're not beating I, I Denver. Under- I understand that. And so then you have to figure out with Mitchell Robinson, I heart, and Precious maybe just fouling the hell out of Jokic. This is a delusional conversation. Precious, you got one job. (laughs) I don't care if you score a point. I don't care if you don't make it till halftime. Make his life miserable. Period. You know what? I'll up this for you. I'll up this for you because I'm so confident. If the Knicks even get to the NBA Finals, I'll dress as the Larry O'Brien trophy. You got it. In fact, the entire week, in fact, every time they play a Finals game, I will come to work dressed as the Larry O'Brien trophy. Done. Man, you're going to make me start rooting for the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Mike in Hoboken. What's going on, Mike? Hey, guys. Love the show. Wanted to chime in on this little bet here. I think you have to incorporate the rival team's jersey as part of this deal. Uh, Lou Gower in in a, a, a Rangers jersey for the entire show. I mean, you have to some way incorporate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Would you like that? Would you like maybe the day before, warm it up? You got to oh, like a day before. Yeah, thing. like you were. I wouldn't do it with the trophy because you got to be the yeah. trophy. But maybe the day before is like an appetizer. I don't mind that. I mean, I like an Aussie cheese fry from Outback, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. I think yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's easy. That's an easy one. Let's go to Matt in Brick. What's going on, Matt? What's up, Matt? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, uh, Evan, first time, long time. Tiki, as a Giants fan, just want to say thank you for Love everything. It. It, uh, two points. Uh, Tiki, you came, in, you, you came in earlier. You said the Rangers weren't a top-five team going into the season. No, uh, favorite. I'm going to disagree. I'm, wait, what, they, what's up? I'm talking about favorite. Were they a favorite? Do you know the odds? Yeah, yeah. I would say they were easily top-five favorite to win the Stanley Cup going I, into October. I mean, it, mm. it's, you know, Carolina, Edmonton. Dallas. You know that, why, though? No, I'll tell you something crazy. It. It yeah. I'll tell you something crazy. They're not top five because even right now they're not top five, right. which is crazy. Like, I'm on no, the FanDuel no, Sportsbook not, app. Eh, well, on, not like, right now. Not right now only because, you know, 
no offense, but I don't want to be playing my best hockey in February. No, I don't know. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking, Matt, I was talking perception. And because Sean and I were chatting about this, they, I mean, they were tenth preseason. I'm staring uh, at it right now. They're tenth. Right? They weren't. They weren't expected to be this great team. Now they are playing like it now, and that, that, that's really the point is what they're doing now. But I'm just saying, coming into the season, new coach, you know, whatever happened with the Devils, like there was some hangover from a, a year ago that you weren't going and saying, "Oh yeah, they're, they're the favorite." I don't think they were the favorite, but I definitely think as a Ranger fan, you came into this season thinking they got a chance to win a cup. I'm talking Vegas, dude. I'm talking about the people who bet on these things. But Vegas. Set the lines on these things. But Vegas isn't, to me, always accurate. Like, sometimes Vegas overhypes New York teams and underrates New York teams because of the action that it's going to get. But even if they did underrate it, they were 10th. Right. They were 20 to 1. The Avalanche were 9 to 1. So it's close enough to the top, but still there's a but wide gap of teams. Now, right. But granted, they made a coaching change. But they also hired a coach that's won before. Mm-hmm. Like It's not like they hired some guy off the street right. who they have no idea. Right. Think about what the Rangers had accomplished going into the collapse last year. They had been in an Eastern Conference Finals, and they were up 2-0 against the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. They looked like they were on their way. They obviously choke and collapse. Sorry about that. They lose that series. So going into the following year with a brand-new head coach who had already won before, I'm just saying from afar they should have been one of the favorites. Yeah. Uh, Again, they were close enough, but nobody thought for sure they'd be a cup favorite. People thought regression. They're not regressing. And by the way, our last caller brings up a very good point, and it's the same thing that befell the Knicks. You don't want to be playing your best hockey or Mm -hmm. best basketball in January and February. Like, one of the things Lugie said earlier when screaming and yelling about the Knicks was best record in January. <laughs> like, okay, that's great. The hell does that mean? And same thing for the Rangers. And President Cup winners don't win. Well, that's not the other thing. 2012. Yeah, it's not that you don't want to be playing your best hockey now. You just don't want to be stumbling and not playing prime hockey at the end. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. they could go through a little bit of lull, pick back up. But these wins now matter because you want those Game 7s in Madison Square Garden. And what these games do is they reinforce what I have said, which is this is a season in which you better win the freaking Cup. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't win the freaking Cup, this season was a disappointment. That's Yankee world. You're living in Yankee world. Disaster. Not a a failure. Yeah. Can I ask you something, Evan? Realistically, which season ends first, the Rangers or the Mets? (laughs) You keep focusing this on the Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) The Rangers season ends first. What are you talking about? What happens first? Kodai Senga throws a pitch or the Rangers season's over? The Rangers season is over. I'll make that prediction. Mm. The Rangers season will be over before Kodai throws a pitch. I think your season ends second week of May. And I think Sanga pitches on June fourth. How about that? Mm. Interesting. Is that what, is that a fair prediction? What I mean, I, I I agree that Sanga will throw a pitch after, but the Rangers season will end mid June. What <laughs> happens first? Yes, the Jets get knocked out of the playoffs, or Pete Alonso signs a contract. The Jets get knocked. <laughs> oh, definitely the Jets get knocked out of the playoffs. I love these hypotheticals. I mean, Pete Alonso is going to sign his extension on February seventeenth. Basically. <laughs> exactly. That's what he's signing. It's not happening anytime soon. Let's go to Matt and Waldwick. What's going on, Matt? What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh... Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Love the show so far today. Um, just quick question, Evan. Yes. Um, I'm planning on picking up a couple steaks to grill. Should I leave them out for a little bit before <laughs> I grill them? Or am I going to put them right on the grill from the fridge? Well, I was, I was like, who am I going to ask this question? <laughs> you should ask the guy that's never grilled before. And I turn on the radio this morning and I, and I hear, you know, Geo discussing this. I'm like, there's no way Evan never grilled. I am and so like, curious, by the way. I'm so curious, by yeah. the way, this came up on the air, I'd mm-hmm. say, two weeks ago. Right. What caused yeah, like Giannotti <laughs> to figure it out now? Which is fine. I don't know. It was a call. <laughs> oh, a caller brought up and said, uh, Evan doesn't want a barbecue? Basically said, Gio, all this scuttlebutt, how come you haven't brought up Evan not barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and I tell you, the hilarious thing was, I don't know who said it, but they were like, oh, no, I think a caller said it was like, that should be like an interview question for, to host a radio show. Like, have you ever grilled before? <laughs> well, then, well, then guess what? I, would, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. Jerry had your back, though. Jerry said you lived in a lot of apartments. Now you live with a cooking. He gave the whole thing. Cooking for the oh, So he listened, he listened to over the segment then. Jerry did. Yeah. That's what that's what I said. Thank you. And Gio's point was though, you own a nice house, nice but at some point on a July afternoon, okay, but tell Abuelo, move over, okay. give me the spatula. Abuelo is a chef. Yeah. A chef. I agree. Right? Yeah. Therefore, if you have a chef, you don't cook. It's a you're spot on. <laughs> like, here's where, and for those that aren't aware, I guess a few weeks ago it came up that I have never, ever grilled. Just have never done it. Mm. And while off the surface that sounds nuts, which I totally understand. My explanation that I guess Jerry laid out this morning and Tiki mentioned when we talked about this is that I move out of my house as a kid. I move out when I'm 17 years old. That's when I left my parents. I go live in an apartment and another apartment and another apartment. I lived in an apartment between the ages of 17 and when I finally bought the house that me and my wife live in. So while I'm in an apartment, I never barbecue. Yeah. And some of those apartments, you can't. You can't. Like, you can get the little George Foreman grill and stick it on the balcony. Well, I've done George Foreman grills. Does that count? No, it doesn't count. (laughs) Okay. That thing doesn't even have an on-off switch. (laughs) I was going to say, I used to live off George Foreman grills. So I never barbecued living in the apartment. Now, we move into this beautiful house, and I remember when my wife said, hey, you think it would be all right if our par- my parents lived mm-hmm. with us? Not my parents, her parents. And I was like, I love your parents. I think it'll work. And it's been great. Like, we have a great relationship. I love my mother-in-law, love my father-in-law. We've never had a crossword. I've lived in the same house with them, our house, for how many years now? Since 2015. Allowing, allowing him to watch the wrong championship games, the whole ah, thing. Well, that was an innocent mistake. <laughs> eight years. Eight so years. eight years we've lived there. He is a retired chef. And also what I've learned marrying into the Latino culture mm. is that one of the ways they show love is by cooking. Mm. That is a true right. story. I never knew that till I met my wife. And she explained it to me because there was one day where, and I'll never forget, it was the biggest fight we ever had. I didn't wait for her to have dinner. Didn't do it. Just ate the dinner. <laughs> and I, It's the one time where our relationship could have ended. It could have been wow. it was so severe, and I didn't understand it because I grew up in a household in which, like, we ate dinner together, but sometimes we didn't. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always the case. Yeah. Schedules don't line up. A, lo- a lot of nights, me and my dad would go to Met games. We would just eat dinner at Chase State. Like, it just wasn't a thing. So it wasn't a big deal. My wife explains it with, like, look in her eyes of hell. <laughs> like, you don't get it. You don't get it. And she called me a name I cannot repeat on the air. <laughs> I think it's kind of whatever. Yeah. In Latino culture... Food is love. And I said, okay. 
So when my father-in-law makes dinner every single night, and I get it, you can make fun of it. Oh, Evan's lazy. Oh, he's got a living chef. It's love. Because there have been nights, and I learned this the hard way, where I was like, I'm good. Oh, my God. You <laughs> think I assaulted him. Sit down and eat. <laughs> no, no, you eat. Yeah. You don't like the food. You eat the food. It's love. So I totally understand where you, Sean, and I didn't get to hear G, but what G was probably saying, come on, you got to learn. I Say abo, abuelo, move to the side, let me cook. If I did that, it's like an assault on love. I can't do it. So my only option to ever grill is to just do it with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, because I can't do it at home. And I get it. Come on That's over. how he shows love. I have a grill. I never turn it on. Come on Thank over. Thank you, Tiki. I will. <laughs> I've pivoted on this. I totally see where you're coming from. And understand. By the way, there was another caller later on that said you ended up nailing it. You have somebody that cooks for you and you go to all the games you want. Nobody questions it. Your in-laws live with you. So that guy got you. <laughs> I, all I am saying is we have a nice, lengthy summer. I think you just approach him with love and say, I just want to learn. You can still be the cook. Just teach me your ways. Mm. Or at the very least... Have both of your sons stand there so that they have the ability to pass it on down the line. <laughs> Somewhere point. along yeah. the line, somebody else in your house needs to learn his ways and how to grill so they can continue the tradition of passing point. out love. That's a good point. Passing down a tradition. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good point. With that said, I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice suggestion. But, yeah. So I've never cooked. But I will go over your house, Tiki, and I'll, like, make a burger or something nice, like that. Nice. Just don't flip it one, th- one time. That's it. Just one time. More of your calls coming up, 877-337-6666. And we address what was a massive fight last night at The Rock between a Devil fan and a Ranger fan. It was the kind of fight that I don't think I've ever seen. We'll explain it. Plus, who goes further, the Knicks or Rangers? It's a hot debate around here amongst angry Nick and Ranger fans. We are live from the Town Fair Tire Studios, powered by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets. You can also try some live same-game parlays, which are fun, exclusive props, and more. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Evan and shoot your shot. FanDuel.com slash Evan. The app is safe and secure. It's easy to use. I love using it. I'm a big live game better. So like last night, if the Knicks were down, I probably would have money-lined them. I never money-lined the Sixers last night because I always knew they weren't coming back and winning. When the Nets were close with the Raptors, I knew the entire time we were going to win. And I was dead wrong. I actually was confident last night, believe it or not. I really thought the Nets were going to win under Kevin Ollie, and instead they lost by 112. Coming up in a little bit, we'll take a listen to what Steve Cohen had to say concerning Pete Alonzo in a long-term contract. And also Hal Steinbrenner yesterday. After listening to Hal, I'm even more convinced they're not going to get Blake Snell. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. I remember after the Ranger Islander game last Sunday at MetLife Stadium, Sean Morash was in the building, and he made the comment to us, Tiki, that he was surprised how fans really got along with each other. (laughs) There were no fights. Everything was okay. And that's surprising considering there was so much tailgating. There was so much alcohol involved. And the Rangers and the Islanders are bitter rivals that you would have thought that things could have gotten out of hand, and luckily it did not. Last night at the Ranger-Devil game, Mm. there is a video, and I just retweeted it. There's a video of a Devil fan. He's wearing a Jack Hughes jersey, and he's literally two rows off of the ice. So we're talking about primo seats. And he's getting into a yelling match with a guy in a winter jacket. Okay? No, no Rangers, no Devils, just a winter jacket. 
As they start arguing, a Ranger fan comes down to kind of side with winter jacket guy. And another Devil fan wearing a Jack Hughes jersey. Apparently, those are the only jerseys they sell. He comes down (laughs) and joins with Jack Hughes guy. And they're just talking to each other. They're very adamant. There's no fight. And then out of absolute nowhere, the first Jack Hughes guy headbutts Winter Coat guy. Like, out of nowhere. He's like, they're talking real close. And boom, he like sends his head into him. Now, I am not a fighter. I have to admit. I've been in very, very few fights. Is that a normal first punch to, like, begin the action by going headbutt instead of, you know, cocking your arm back and saying, all right? Not really. Maybe in the movies. Yeah. You do that in the movies to get somebody off guard. I don't think you do that in real life. I was just saying, in the point to protect your head at all costs, (laughs) the headbutt to me has never made sense as a power move in a fight. No. Never. Not all. What are you going to do? And how does that It's going to hurt your head as much as it's going to hurt their head. Right. How does it hurt them any more than it would hurt you? I don't know. Unless you hit, you know how to hit on the side or just, I don't know. You know where the hard part of your head is. I have no idea. I've never even thought about. Hitting somebody with my head. You ever. never thought about going with the headbutt first? Never. Not you, that I've ever been in fights, but have you ever been in a fight? Yeah, but not. You got really. one on the field. You told me about, yeah, right? But not really. Wrestling. It's more wrestling fights. Interesting. Not punching fights. So you never got drunk at a devil game and started no. fighting with a ranger fan. No. <laughs> Sean's definitely been in a fight at a game. Not at a game. No. You know what? I really? seriously. First you, of all, but, but Sean, you're so like. I, I mean, this with all due respect. Yeah. You're so obnoxious. I'm not at games, though. I'm the guy that everybody likes having a good time with, hugging, slapping hands. I actually don't really taunt guys at games, the opposing thing. I have fun with it. I am a fighter, not a lover. Also, I am not a fan of paying money to go somewhere, a lot of money, and not seeing the ending of a game. I still like that from a sports perspective. High school, would I, you know, get into an occasional get my ass kicked because I had a wise mouth? Sure. But not as an adult, no. Well, the other thing that would scare me as an adult, besides the fact that I would get my ass kicked, I'll raise my hand. Like, I would probably lose a fight to 98% of the population. Like, I remember once the discussion was, hey, if there were fights around here at WFA and who would win? I'd lose to everybody. Like, literally, I don't think there is a person here I would confidently say I'd beat in a fight. I would lose to you. I'd lose to Sean. Lugie's like, really... You're probably the closest person I'd be, but I'd probably lose to you, too. On this show, I'm the closest, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, you're definitely... Well, no, I think overall on the entire radio station. No, I think there's a couple people you could come close with. Who? At least. Giannotti? I'd buy no, a ticket for that he's one. he's a bull, dude. The guy played football in high school. Yeah, 20 years ago. He also... One thing about G, and I, I noticed this from the, the few years where we worked together, where, like, worked together as in he was the producer of our show. When he gets mad, he gets mad. I see. What so about he's Jerry? Got Bad back? Well, let me get to Jerry. I'm just analyzing Geo first. <laughs> I think A, he's big, like bigger than me. He well, played football, so he has some toughness, like in high school. And he's got the temper where if he wants to beat your ass, he'll beat your ass. So that, first of all, mm-hmm. I, there's no shot. Giannotti would eat me out. Eat but maybe he'll feel respect for you. He produced for you. Maybe he'll be like, I'll take it easy on Evan. I don't want to embarrass nah. him. And maybe you could catch him with the left or catch him with a right or no, something. I think Giannotti would easily kick my ass. Tierney right. would easily kick my ass. Did you catch that, T? Yeah, just leave it alone. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Recco's got a bad back. (laughs) Recco. He does do karate. Nah, but Recco Recco's very similar to G in that when Recco gets pissed, he will destroy you. Mm. In fact, bad back or not, very underrated. So elevated emotion. Yes. Yes. Right. My attitude would be to try to make a joke and Jerry would just like bite my nose off. So Recco would kill I mean Boomer, I'm not gonna waste time on. He would destroy. He would look Bo- at me. Boomer would win any fight in this building. Even over you? I, mean, I wouldn't even try to fight. Because he's big? He's just massive. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would pick me up 
like a child right. and just throw me like a football. That's how it would go. <laughs> he wouldn't even beat me up. He'd just like, he'd drop back to pass, big left arm, and throw me across the field. Keith would kick my ass. Totally. Big Mac would kick my ass. Landslide. Yeah, no, literally, there's not a person about, in this building I would be. I mean, this was like a serious punch-throwing fight. Yeah, yeah. This fight was real. Of course it was. Well, the guy started with a headbutt. But the guy with the jacket, the puffy coat jacket guy, he was in his seat. Like, he gets up from his seat, which yeah. is mid-row, yeah. and then comes out. The, the action is happening on the ice. You it's wonder like what was shed to make somebody get up right. like that. I, it sounds like it was, it feels to me like it was something something that happened elsewhere. Oh, no. maybe up in the concourse. Right, in the concourse. Down. And then the kid, in, the kid in the devil's jersey comes down to confront him. For something that was, I don't know. I don't know what happened. No, I'll tell you exactly what happened. The Devil fan said to the Ranger fan, you're better win the Stanley Cup and the season's a waste Stop of time. I, I think, but think about this. This is how crazy this Ranger run is. It's making people throw headbutts out of frustration when they're not rooting for them. The only, the only positive I could see out of the headbutt strategy is that when you, like, let's say I was fighting you right now. Okay? Uh-huh. I'm standing up. I'll do a demonstration. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fight Tiki Barber. And I cock my arm back. You see it happening. Right. You see I'm, I'm going back and right. I'm punching, right? I'm like, punching. There's like a good couple of seconds where you have time to quickly, like, not even punch me back, just right. block me. Right. Just quickly stop me. Now, if we're looking at each other, I'm like, all right, Tiki, and then I go like this. <laughs> I'm headbutting. I'm moving my head. And again, my head's moving. Uh-huh. You don't have any time. No, you're right. So maybe the reason you go headbutt it's is that, yeah, it's, it's shock and awe. You have no idea it's coming. I think if you headbutt, you have to target it, either nose or teeth because it looked like he went for his teeth i'm looking at it again. that's smart yeah. strategy yeah he went right at his teeth you knock him out real quick right not good for concessions <laughs> no <laughs> that's crazy so you've never been in a fight at a game show and i'm surprised no because you're very again i i apologize rangers, you're very obnoxious rangers giants nothing no but <laughs> i'm also a big fan i don't like i would never want to get thrown out of a game i got thrown out of a game once in philly but that wasn't my fault Actually, another one at Shea. Why Again, were you, right. well, hold, hold on. Why were you throwing they out? They escorted you out for your safety. That's what they say. You ever hear the, the term guilt by association? Yeah, My of course. To run yes. by me? Yes. So we went to Mets, Phillies. I'm a non-Met or Philly fan. Well, hold on. You got thrown out of a Met-Philly game? In Philly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because of a Philly fan arguing with my buddy who was a Met fan, some terrible F-bombs were dropped back and forth, and the Philly Citizens Bank Security dragged all the Met fans in the group out of there, oh. of which I was a part of. So we yeah. put tail between, we took a bus there with 50 people. We had to go watch the last seven innings from Chicky and Pete's Get out. before going it home. It happened that early in the Second game? Second inning, I was furious. Oh. Yeah, I, I said, I'm never they, coming think, back with you Met fans. I think they do that in Philly to protect you. Yeah. It was one. Like I'm just I'm toss sitting you here out yet. to protect you. I'm sitting out. I'm having a beer. I'm like, I just want to enjoy the game. I was 21 years old. <laughs> so you got just, thrown you out. You should have just said, I'm not with them. Yeah. I, I don't know them. Well, you just got to say, I hate the Mets. What are you talking about? shit by myself with the Philly fans the I'm rest not, of the I'm game? Not, yeah. I mean, That's whatever. torture, too. So what was the other game you got thrown out of? Mets, Braves, Old Shea. Well, hold on. You got but, thrown out of two Mets games? Yeah. You need right. it near my games. But at least they're a National League. They're not your American League rival. Now, there is crossover with the Eagles. But baseball-wise, this you're is fine. Same group of Met fans, okay? So Met fans are getting you ejected from yeah. Met games. So we went, I think this was senior year of high school, Bobby Cox comes out for a pitching change. My friend yells, you suck, Cox, at Bobby Cox. Oh, God. Stand up, and the security guard, oh, I guess unaware of the manager's name, thought vulgar language was dropped, and he threw us right out. And I'll never forget, he took my friend's ticket that Heath Bell had just signed. 
uh, and would not give him his Heath Bell autograph back. So he got into a fight with security, and then you know the NYP had to come and get the ticket back. Oh, wow. The whole thing, but um, he did get his ticket back. He got his ticket yeah. back because it did have an autograph. I yeah. mean, Heath Bell autograph ticket yeah. before he became a big closer. I was going to say because with the Mets he stunk, but was, then he turned out to be a good player once they got rid of him. I was going to yeah. say, who is that? No, it was my friend Billy, a, a big you no, suck no, no. cock. Who and was Heath Bell? <laughs> Heath Bell. <laughs> That's amazing to me that of all the teams you root for, because you are a diehard fan, but you're you know slightly obnoxious, which is is fine. Uh, that you've only been ejected from games in which your team wasn't even playing it. You went to two yeah. Met games and got thrown out, and it was the group I was with that got ejected, right. not me. Yeah, the only Both times is, but you're not contributing. I'm not a Met fan. What are you, Met fan? Crazy. But the Yankee fans are animals, please. The only time I ever even came close was when me Beningo and Ernie Acosta, our producer. <laughs> Went to the Jets Patriots game, the prime time game where we lost forty five to three, and then a few weeks later beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. So it was obviously the two thousand ten season, and I did nothing, and Joe did nothing because all we were doing was just cursing out the Jets. We were disgusted by the effort, and Ernie, for some reason, has his Yankee hat on, and we're like, "What are you? Why are we doing this? We're already the enemy maybe, in Boston." Maybe it was the only hat he had. Oh, you find a different hat. <laughs> I don't know. Or you don't wear a hat. I'm just asking. I'm just being, I don't know. I'm just asking. I, I have one rule. Like, I'm all for going to visiting ballparks. I've done it. I, I will wear my stuff. It's not like I'm hiding it. Yeah. But don't bring up another team. Like, don't. When I went to Nets Sixers in the postseason, obviously I'm not going to have much of an issue. They don't care about the Nets. Mm. But I didn't show up with a Met hat. Just wait till your London trip. What's wrong with my London trip? Just wait. What does that mean? They're going to attack me in London? Nope randomest fans you're ever going to see. I don't they know don't, what you mean by that. They don't know their sport. You ever seen the international games? Oh, you're like, talking about Mets-Phillies? The There'll be like the random Buc- fans the there? The Buccaneers versus the Chargers. Whatever. Yeah. Let's pick a team. You'll see Giants jerseys. You'll see Eagles jerseys. You'll right, see right. Jaguars jerseys. You'll see everything because they're not... They're not fans. You think that's what's going to happen for Mets-Phillies in London? Mets-Phillies in London. It's going to be Diamondback jerseys? It's going to be the most random jerseys. Probably not even the same sport. Oh, by the way, speaking of the Mets-Phillies game in London, so I am doing something where I'm going out to London, but I'm very picky about where I sit. So earlier <laughs> this morning, the Mets sent me an email as a season ticket holder. Hey, we got great news. Here's a discount if you want to buy tickets in London. Aren't so you, I, Don't you already have your tickets? I do not have tickets. Oh. I, I may have tickets through the uh, tour I'm doing, but again, I don't trust anyone's oh, I tickets. See. I need to sit specifically no, where I want to sit. This is so perfect. Like, if I'm so flying evident. to London, I'm sorry I can't be on the third baseline. I just I, I don't want to. I want to be behind home plate. That's just the way I am. I'm a snob, mm-hmm. okay? And I'll pay it. Like, I'm not asking for freebies. I will pay for tickets. It's the same way with the radio station. Sometimes <laughs> they give me Yankee tickets, uh-huh. and I'm like, no, I don't want to sit there. And I'd rather be in a certain spot. So I'll go out and I'll buy my own tickets. Wait, the, the station tickets are great. Yeah, but sometimes they're on the line. I don't like it. So I buy my own tickets. <laughs> and, and this seems like a great opportunity to go to London, hang out with Evan before and after the game. Is part of this that these people think they're going to be sitting with yes, you at the game? watching you score no. the game? No, they don't be because... Like, hey, enjoy your seats, people. I'm out. Well, I'm buying, yeah. di- I'm buying different seats. But here's the problem I ran into. So I get this little link today from the Mets. I click on it, and I find the seats I want. I'm like, perfect. I'm going to buy these seats. I'm good to go. What's the venue? The venue is, I have no idea. (laughs) MLB World Tour London, Saturday, 08 June 2024 at 1810. First of all, what the hell does that even mean? Can you just say it's June 8th and the game's at, what does even 1810 mean? 610. Oh, they're doing the military? It's the military time? Yeah, yeah. I should have known that. Okay, that makes sense. So it's 610 London time. All right, fine. I figured that part out. London Stadium. It's in London Stadium. 
Then I see the price for my two tickets. Okay. I have no idea because they put it in whatever the pounds. London money is. Pounds. Okay, is a thousand pounds a lot? Uh, yes. Insert Fat Ranger fan yeah. joke here. <laughs> because it says, like, is yes. the pound sign like a weird-looking F with a line it's at the an, bottom? It's an L with two lines. That's not what, oh, hold on. What the heck oh, is so, this? Is this a euro? I don't know. What's that? What's oh, that? That's, 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 that's a pound? That's a pound? It's an L. but it's 1,000 pounds is 1,200 U.S. dollars. Fat, fat, fat. Right. Are you kidding me? The dollar me? is weak to the pound. Yes. So the tickets I want that are average, like they're behind the plate, but they're high up. You're telling me there's $600 a ticket? No. No, no. no. 1,000 pounds is currently 1,267 U.S. dollars. So if it's 1,000 pounds per ticket. No, no, no. My combined oh, cost yes, yes. was 1,145 pounds. Fat, fat, So it's $600 a ticket. Yes, you're right. What? Are they, are they smoking <laughs> something? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to go, but it's a th- it's a six hundred dollars. Oh, because it's got a Hall of Fame hospitality package. I don't even know what that means. I think what am pe- I getting? People in London are unaware of the Mets rotation right now, so they think yeah. they're getting last year's Mets. <laughs> wow! So do these London games really get priced up like that? So this is two games then. Yes, there's two games. Are you going to both? I am. Oh, that's cool. So I got to buy double the amount of tickets because I want to sit where I want to sit. So 1,145 pounds is basically equal to American dollar. Mm. That's what you're trying to tell me. No, the pound is is one. It's one twenty. What is it to the pound to the dollar? It's got to be like one twenty. It's like I got look, I only did a thousand pounds to the dollar. Fat, fat, Wait, fat, fat. A thousand pounds is what? You just told me what's twelve hundred and sixty-seven dollars. So you're telling me whatever these pounds are, the American dollars more one dollar and twenty-seven cents. Yes. Per one pound. What a, that's crazy. Right. I'm not buying these tickets. I got to go cheaper. I'm going to go to the upper deck. What section was that? It was section 207, row 54. By the way, have you ever heard of a stadium with 54 rows like that? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. What a state. And then it says seat number 451 and 452. What? No confusion. <laughs> How do they label how do they label seats in London? It doesn't seem to make any sense. Oh, I think you are in the upper deck. That's an upper deck seat is six hundred dollars a ticket. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a problem. Absolutely. I may need, I, I may need to renegotiate my uh, deal. <laughs> uh, let's get back to your calls. Let's go to Don on Long Island. What's up, Don? How you doing, fellas? What's up? Good man. What's on your mind? Yeah, it was great. Uh, TK, you need to start wearing some of Sean's or Ranger um, gear. And uh, one other thing, I'd like to say is that Panarin is an all-star, and he's top five in the league. So Shesterkin's great. He's not Lundqvist, but... Um, so what I you're you trying to say guys. is Panarin is better than Brunson. That's what he's trying to say, Lugie. Mm. Is that a fair uh, assessment? He's been, been better, he's been better longer and having a better season in hockey terms than Brunson is in basketball. There you go. Makes a lot of sense. He actually, that's not even a troll. He is better than Brunson. Let's go to Jim in Kingwood. What's going on, Jim? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. What's, What's up, man? Hey, first time, long time. Love it. I was listening to you, and I wanted to make something clear that one thing is apparent versus the Knicks and the Rangers. I've, yeah. I've been to playoff games in, at both of them. Yeah. It's been a while, but I've been there. The Garden rocks a whole lot more at a Rangers playoff game than it does for the Knicks. I completely agree with you. I'm glad you said that because Knicks fans love to talk about how loud their arena is, but I agree. I think the Ranger fans get much louder. In fact, last night, the Ranger fans did something that was so overwhelming it caused a visceral reaction. 
from New Jersey Devil Broadcasters, and I've never seen the Knicks fans do this to the Nets. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Chico Resch from last night. Oh, shut up. Fans here, let's go, Rangers. I am sorry. Do it in your own building, not in our building. You're damn right. You tell them. Hey, Chico, we did do it in our building. Oh, shut up. Our other building. Oh, shut up. (laughs) See, I've never heard Net announcers say that. Which just shows you Ranger fans get louder in New Jersey than Nick fans got in Brooklyn. No shot. Absolutely not. We no took shot. over Barclays Center. You well, remember? You well, little left with your little tail tucked And the Ranger us. fans just took over Prudential Center last and night. And the acoustics are better in Brooklyn. It should be louder, but they didn't. No, it didn't. There. You know what I heard in Philly last night? MVP chance for Brunson. I heard, let's go Knicks. But they you, took over an opposing team. No, not Lou locally. Gower. Lou Gower, you had to really crank your TV to hear it, though. You didn't have to crank oh, your TV. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I, the Nick fan last night, and I had some friends who were in the building last night, so I got, I got firm answers on this. Decent showing, but we're talking like 25%. Like, it wasn't that, it wasn't that overwhelming. Like, it was all right. I mean, the Knicks travel well. I'll give them credit. But I think the Ranger fan base is definitely louder. Right. They, definitely got, they got excited. shouted down as soon as they started the MVP chance for Brunson. They got shouted down. It got down. shouted down. Pretty quick. Meanwhile, at The Rock, we had a freak out on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Evan, I think there's something you have to address that you said on the show today. Because it's making the rounds on the internet. And I'm sure Greg Giannotti will talk about it on Monday. Would you like to address this? I'll play an audio clip. I know you love audio clips. You're, you're this now is trending on Twitter. Yes. This is from Evan Definitely. Roberts from about 10 minutes ago when Evan was talking about getting in a fight with Greg Giannotti. Giannotti would eat me out. Care to comment? I meant to eat me up. Giannotti would eat me out. <laughs> Twitter is ablaze right now. I may, I may have misspoke. Giannotti would eat me out. <laughs> He'd eat me up and <laughs> Well, you guys, you know, all of you. It's man. not a hard guy. Oh, shut up. You're very sick. Oh, the internet's undefeated, man. I was just saying, he was, he'd beat me up. He'd Giannotti eat, would eat me out. He'd eat me up and throw me out. <laughs> oh, what a Friday. Let's go to Dan in Mount Olive. How you doing, Dan? Ev, you're uh, you're selling yourself short, buddy. Talking about the morning show there. I think I put my mortgage payment up against uh, taking you up against uh, Mr. Al Dukes. Al oh, Dukes. Here's the thing about Al. See, Al gets this weird bad rap. Mm. Like Al's in great shape. Yeah. Like Al yeah. is built. Al's got muscles. Right, and it seems like if he got. Upset, he'd just go crazy. Oh, yeah. No, but there's no question. He's got crazy eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think he'd admit that. All right. Like, if I started talking about streaming services and the Giants' offensive line, Al would lose his mind and destroy me. He would eat me up and throw me out. How come you guys didn't dump that? Well, I was too stunned to dump it. I stared at Tiki, and I, I thought like, only me and him heard it. I didn't even hear it. Sometimes I say things, and I, you know, it doesn't come out. Because right. I cut you off real quick, and then they were like, did you hear that? And I go to Sean, and I go, hear what? And then I go on the internet, and I go, oh. oh that's well, funny. My, well, my apologies. I meant he would eat me up and throw me out. It's a pleasant ride on the Bell Parkway for many. <laughs> Giannotti would eat me out. <laughs> Destroy that audio. No, I'm just kidding. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, the point was he would eat me up. <laughs> I can't even get it Just out. Say beat. Why are you saying eat? He beat because like when someone really would beat you up, right. it's like I would eat you up and spit you out. Spit you out. That's what I meant. Uh, That's a real saying, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I like I'd so. eat you up and oh, spit you out. shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Chico. We'll get to your calls coming up. Plus, Steve Cohen with public comments on Pete Alonso and his impending free agency. Does it make me and Met fans feel more likely he's coming back 
or is the writing on the wall? We'll all take a listen together. Coming up on 4 o'clock on this wonderful Friday afternoon in the big city, February 23rd, as we march closer and closer to March and March Madness and spring training games. I am actually very excited that there are spring training games on TV. Like, that pumps me up. I get very, very excited. I got my scorebook ready. My son's got his scorebook ready. Yeah, we tried to watch it yesterday, and the Dodgers destroyed the Padres. That doesn't count, though. It wasn't even a fun game to watch. But also, like, Dodgers-Padres spring training, that doesn't do it for me. No. What does it for me, and I think what does it for maybe, I don't know, 2% of the audience, is seeing our team. Yes. That Yankee jersey if you're a Yankee fan. That jersey if you're a Met fan. And maybe for some of us, it only takes five minutes for you to say, okay, I'm over it. But in that initial moment of seeing baseball on TV... There's something special, Tiki. Well, to me, it's the the atmosphere. Every time I go to a baseball game, I get enamored by like the beauty of the field. Oh, and yes. and the diamond, right? It's football fields are different. They're kind of just rugged. You don't think of them as beautiful. Yeah, they're just kind of a field. That reminds me of the George Carlin jokes, where he'd say George Carlin would be like, "Football is a gridiron, <laughs> right? It's a gridiron, and baseball is a diamond. It's a diamond, and it was obviously exactly. done to mock baseball, right. but but you know what I mean, but. You notice it, yeah, right. The gr- the grass is perfect, yeah. It's trimmed, it's lined sometimes. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You got the dirt; it's like perfectly, I don't know, granulated, manicured. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So being at a baseball game just ha- it feels like an elegant sport. It does. And so once spring training comes around, you start to feel I don't know baseball. Well, also it's cold outside and it's yeah. winter. Well, so not, to be able well, to put your here. TV on and see no, but what I'm saying yeah, yeah, is when yeah. you put it on your TV. And you see it, it's such a beautiful thing. Now, one cloud that may overhang spring training for the New York Met fan is Pete Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a reason, if you're watching on SNY, hello SNY, or listening on the radio, I'll describe it. I have an animal growing on my face. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for a few months now out of loyalty to Pete Alonzo because I really want the Mets to extend him. Mark Hoare goat beard. A what beard again? Mark Hoare. M-A-R-K. A Mark Whore goat beard. I have a Mark Whore goat beard on my face. And it's very, very disturbing. And it's there because I'm waiting for the moment where Pete Alonzo signs. In fact, I'm ready. Look, here's my razor. I got it in a bucket. Uh-huh. And as soon as he extends, I'm going to go to town on my face. And I can't wait. Go to town on your face. That's right. I'm going <laughs> to shave this whole thing off, and I'm going to be very, very happy. The Mark Hoare is going to go to town on his face. Giannotti <laughs> would eat me out. <laughs> Stop playing that. I misspoke. What do you want me to tell you? So Steve Cohen yes. spoke for the first time in a long time about Pete's contract situation. He did it on a brand-new Mets podcast that, in this case, was hosted by the great Howie Rose. And so Steve Cohen was asked right off the top, do you want to keep Pete Alonzo? And here's what he we said. Want, we, want, we want to keep him. I mean, you know, he's an important part of our team today and hopefully in the future. And and we know the fans feel strongly about him. And so, uh, but he earned the right, you know, to explore his value. Um, you know, a lot of these players only get one real shot to explore their value. And that's at their free agency year. And, and so... He's hired Scott Boris, and, you know, Scott's known for mm-hmm. trying to maximize value for his client. And so, yeah, I don't expect anything to transpire uh, before Pete reaches free agency. We're always open to <laughs> no. conversation. And, but, I, you know, I mean, he's earned the right to explore his value, and I'm highly supportive of all players doing that. 
And just like we ended up figuring it out with Edwin Diaz and Brandon Nimmo, you know, it'd be my hope that we do the same with Pete. All right. So you know what I took from that, Evan? I'm very scared based on your little <laughs> smirk. It's not about smirking. It seems like when we heard Pete Alonzo talking, he's like, oh, my door is open. Come, let's have a conversation. I'll listen. We'll listen. He said that a lot. He said it a lot. We'll listen. Yeah. The reality is, is that they're not listening. Scott Boris doesn't want you to, doesn't want the Mets to offer him anything. Scott Boris has a reputation of taking uber mega stars like Pete Alonzo to free agency so that they can explore how much their free market value is. How big can it, can this number actually get? And you're not going to do that having a conversation with just one team. And so while Pete can say, yeah, I want to be here, come talk to us, he's lying. Because Scott Boris is saying, you are going to free agency. And David, and not David Stearns, but Steve Cohen just confirmed that. Right by saying he's earned the right to you know go explore what he's gonna do. Mm. I hope he hits five whatever fifty five home runs and forces me to do my work in free agency type of thing. This is clearly a Scott Boris uh, action that's keeping the Mets and Pete Alonso from coming to any kind of negotiated truce or contract before he hits free agency. It's not happening, and it's not the Mets' fault. So what should I do with the Razor? Get you, rid of it? I mean, you take that home because you ain't shaving anytime soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, is, he is not signing until well, this season is over. First of all, you and call. this is what Boris does. Well, Scott Boris has signed long-term contracts before free agency. It's happened before. I do not want to hear about Jose Altuve. Okay. I know you love to bring that up. Well, that's the, the latest l- one he just did is because he's 34 years old, and he spent his entire 32 years old. He spent his entire career in Houston. Jose Altuve. The one that he signed in 2018 was because he was persona non grata because of the 2017 cheating scandal. No, but that didn't. team wanted him. That's not true. That didn't even come out yet. No one knew he cheated. You don't think that every team around the league knew about this? No, I think it was simply Boris saying, I can make a good deal. I'm going to make a good deal. It got adjudicated in in 2019, but this was percolating for two years prior, and everybody knows it. What about the extensions he had Steven Strasburg sign or Carlos Gonzalez? was on an innings pitch count when he was a rookie. You got to answer for it. <laughs> I, I, I do. He's a flawed star, Strasburg was, and you knew it. Right, so, so you can sit there and say, oh, get the free agency. People are going to say, go scratch. I don't know if you're going to pitch 120 innings. So you think Pete lied to us when he said, I'm he hoping. Absolute, no, he did exactly what Scott Boris told him to do. Be the company man. Say all the right things. Say you'll listen. Say that I want to be a Met for the rest of my life. Speak emotionally mm-hmm. when you talk about opening day and being at City Field. Do all no, of those no, no, no. So, okay, so I got to correct you on something because this is where I disagree with you. Be yourself. When, he probably said just be yourself. When he met the media and was asked about his contract incessantly, yes, he was coached up, no doubt yes. about it. When he did the interview the other night on SNY, he was not talking about his contract. He was being real. And real, Pete Alonso said, City Field is, quote, but, an electric but, factory. Okay, so, but here, and I'm getting emotional thinking about my first here, real opening day at well, City he, Field. Well, here's His the words. problem. He may be extraordinarily sentimental and emotional to the fans of Met, Met fans and to City Field. But his life, professionally, is now being controlled by Scott Boris. That's a fact. Mm. That is going the same thing with Juan Soto. Same thing with Blake Snell. Same thing with Jordan Montgomery and J.D. Martinez and Cody Bellinger. All these you guys. You do get to make the final call. Uh, you do, but you don't. Yeah. 
you'd know that I'm right. I I know he's right because I heard a story. And I don't want to reveal the guy's name because I don't think I'm at liberty to. But it, mm-hmm. there was a free agent, not a star. I had heard this story that there was a free agent who said to his agent, Scott Boris, I'm good, Scott. Get me the biggest deal. I'm great. There's one place I don't want to go. And Scott was like, yeah, that's cool. Comes back to him a couple of months later and says, I got you this great offer. And it's from the one team you don't want to go to. <laughs> so the player responds, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And Scott's answer was, it's your only contract that's even close to this. And basically forced him to go to that team. Right. And I know the player and I know the team and I so want to say it. <laughs> but I feel like I can't. Right. You probably so should. So should I just leave hints? Just, just leave, no. Yeah, leave hints. Okay, here's the first tip. So people know they know. Every single person in New York would agree. They don't want to go to that city. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with that here. That's hit number one. We'd all be like, yeah, who would want to go to, you know, other than our program director, who would want to, oh, did I say too much? Who would want to go to that city? Cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm really bad at this game. You're good at it. I'm, go- I'm good. There's enough hints that people get it. And then the other hint is Scott Boris Klein, you know, he once played for the Mets, so there you go. Uh, so, yes, I agree that Scott Boris pretty much controls the world, but I got one other Steve Cohen clip. Because really the story here is, do you think Steve Cohen wants him back? Because mm. I think everything you said, as much as I try to argue with you out of hope that I can shave this beard, <laughs> you're mostly right. You're right about Scott Boris. You're right. But do the Mets want him back? Because I think there are some Met fans worried that they don't even really want him back. Mm-hmm. So here is Steve Cohen, and I want you to hear the question that Howie asked because it's a good one. And that was, how do you balance the business of baseball and being smart with the emotion that schmucks like me and others have towards Pete Alonzo. How do you balance pragmatism, which informs you how to best do business, with the emotion of making a decision about someone who is, is largely beloved? Yeah, listen, I mean, it's, it's you know, you've got a lot of different factors that come into play here, and I'm not tone deaf, okay? Like, I totally understand, you know, the fans' love of Pete. You know, I can't predict the future. I don't know what their expectations are, and we'll find out. And, and um, um, you know, there's, it, it, the reality is never one player that makes a team, right? It's a, that's why they call it a team. And we've got to do what's in the best interest of the club over any one player. But the reality is, is reality. I mean, Pete is a – it's not – you know, he's, he's demonstrated he can play in New York. He can demonstrate. He's demonstrated. He's, um, you know, he's he's playing every game. I mean, he gets into a car accident, and two or three days later, he's back on the field. I mean, like, I mean, he's playing 158, 58 games a year, 156 games every year. You know, hurt his wrist, and he was back within 10 days when normally anybody else would have been taking a month. So, I mean, that doesn't go unnoticed. He's an important part of our team, and. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'll say it again. I hope we work it out. How do you take that? How do you take that? It sounds like he has, it sounds like he's waiting for Scott Boris. Yeah. You know how I took that? He's coming home. We got him. I mean. That's how I took, I took it to Steve Cohen, basically. When you say, I'm not tone deaf, Mm -hmm. that's a very, very important whistle to us as Met fans. He clearly wants him. He wants him back. He knows the vitriol that will come his way. And here's what else he right. knows. And I, I find this to be sort of frustrating, and I sort of understand it at the same time. This 
attitude that a lot of Met fans have. Because I don't speak for every Met fan. Mm-hmm. I just have a loud voice. That's the way I look at it. I'm certainly not a spokesman for Met fans. There's a lot of things I say many Met fans will disagree with. But I think most Met fans want Pete back. I can't say the same thing about two years ago with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. I can't. There was an argument. Whoa. There were fights amongst Met fans about Jake's value and if Jake wanted to be here and his injury history yeah, I think and if he more- wanted to pitch. And I thought a lot of that was unfair, right. but there was a split amongst Met fans that I do not think exists mm-hmm. with Pete Alonso. No, you're right, because the one thing that you can't argue is that his injury history, it was it was alarming. And so with DeGrom, not, not Alonso, obviously, but with DeGrom, it's, I love him, but if he's hurt again, we're, 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 we're going to pay him all this money and not get any value from it. And it, and it, it you just kind of got tired of it because it was the same story over and well, over. Well, I didn't get over. tired of it, but you other did, people did. But a lot of people did. I'm right. just saying for those that had a dissenting uh, voice than yours. But with Pete, the only thing I would ask you, Evan, Go on. if you take some alarm to what Steve Cohen just said, Go on. was it's a team game and we got to put the team first. Not, I mean, now I know having Pete on this team makes the team better, but it was like he was laying the groundwork for the excuse of not signing him. The only excuse you have is money, and mm-hmm. that cannot and should not and better not be a problem with the owner of this team. The owner is a billionaire. Of course. The owner raised ticket prices this year in an offseason in which they did very little. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. The difference between 230 and 260, 230 million and 260 million? Yeah. Really? Nominal for him. I don't want to hear it. And any Met fan who makes that argument, well, Evan, I, I'll tell you, I'm willing to give him 225, but 250 is too much. Excuse yeah. me? <laughs> when, when did you become like Steve Cohen's checkbook? When does that mean? There's no salary cap in this sport. This isn't the NFL, this isn't the NBA. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that crap. Right. It better be 100 million. Like the difference. Yes. It can't be marginal million. Like the di- as much as I've grown to accept it and much as I hated it, Jacob DeGrom was an injury question. Mm-hmm. And the Mets didn't want to give him those years. And as of right now, the Mets are right. And Pete Alonso, what are we talking about? We're talking about money. Well, this is a billionaire owner that saved the Mets from the Wilpons. And that's why I trust you, Steve. You said you're not tone deaf. I believe you. You'll sign Pete Alonso. Unfortunately for me... He's not going to do it right now. No. And this razor, this wall razor that I have, that's very powerful. Like, you put that, plug this thing in, this thing is going to buzz. It's going to hum. Right. And it's going to take all this disgusting hair off of my face. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to use it anytime soon. That's why I got to make a deal with you bastards mm-hmm. to get out of this beard. That's right. Which I'm still working on. <laughs> We're making other bets before we settle this one. Right. That's yeah. right. Now, they will have a decision to make because coming up on Tuesday at 4.30... Lugie, Sean, and Tiki, they have a deal in place or a deal offer made by me on how to get out of my beard. They'll have to vote upon it amongst themselves, think about it over the next few days, and decide if they're willing to accept it. Here's what the offer is in case you care. Starting, I guess, the first week of March, so real soon, I would have to color my beard every single day. Every day, you guys would color my beard with whatever you guys decided. And I would have to do that every single day until... (laughs) Opening day in which I will shave half of my beard off and walk into City Field on opening day with half a beard. Right. I will look like a circus freak. When is your book? When is my book? Signing? 
I don't know like, what my book signings are, but my book, My Mets Bible, of course, hits bookshelves on April 2nd. You can pre-order now on Amazon. All right, so you at least have to do one book reading or signing with it half shape. Oh, you're adding to this yes. now? Yes. Are there book readings? Is <laughs> yes, that what that's you do? what you do. Really? really? Of course. Yeah, but how do you read a scorecard? No, I, no, I wrote, wrote a book, book dude. A, it's a book. I know there's anecdotes around it, but I, it's no, not... No, exa- the book is a no, book. No, it's a full book, dude. The, the scorecards oh, are the just... Oh, I the scorecards were attached no, to like, the just, anecdotes. No, they're just the attachment. It's like a it's like a picture, but right. then I write, I'd say, 800 words oh, about that game about and the, the experience. Yeah. I didn't get an advanced copy, so I don't know. No, I didn't either. I just saw the loose papers. Well, first of all, <laughs> I didn't get the advanced copy yet. I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it next week. Oh, yeah? So you guys will be able to have books. And by the way, I warned you, SNY... I am going to be putting just like 50 books in front of me like a wall. Like I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall, and I'm paying for it. And it's going to go way up, and then it'll, it'll like promote it or something. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to be a book whore. I should call Gary Myers and get advice. All right. Let's go to – let's what? That's a compliment. He's very good at no, that. No, he's great at it. Yeah. He did a signing at Giant Stadium with, I think, Carl Banks. Or... You're right, he did. Dude, he's, he's as good of a book right. as there is. I got to learn from the he's, best. He's, he's great at it, to be honest with you. Let's go to, all right, Nick in, uh, on the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Nick. What's up? What's going on, guys? How what's are up, you? man? All's good. We're hey. doing well. What's on your mind today on this beautiful Friday? Well, I, I got a couple things on my mind. I think the thing that needs to come off my mind is what's on your face. <laughs> I know. Like, I, know. Dude, I know. Come on, bro. You're killing me, dude. You, I mean, you're a good-looking guy, you know, but you, you, get rid of it. That's all I got. Well, to say. I made a bet. That's why I'm trying to get out of it. I made that offer yeah, where... Yeah, you know what? Yeah, and, and you stand by your bet. So I, I call, kudos to you for standing by your bet. One thing I gotta say, yeah. Hey, Sean, you yeah. got trucked by Geo, dude. Did I mean, I not... didn't really. If you watched did... the tape, well, I did watch the tape, so you didn't get trucked, but you... it looked like he got the center of gravity. I, I'm getting, I'm getting so... a little sick and tired of hearing about this. I threw well, that play. Well, first of all, can you no, no, hold on one second before right, you continue? Explain what you're talking about. Yeah, what happened? Because okay. I, I know vaguely about it, but I'm certainly sure a lot of people in the audience may not be. Why did you? Were you in any position to truck Greg Giannotti, our morning show host? So. The... Your mic is off. Who turned my mic off? All right. The idea Turn was Boomer completing a pass, and could Al get the snap to Boomer and Geo still protect or rush the pick? Could Geo get to Boomer before Boomer could complete a pass? So I was playing O-line next to Al. Oh, got it. So the idea was I had to be the one to block Geo. I knew the bit. I fell over. A little reveal there. Mm. Al kind of tripped over me, and it, I took one for the team so Geo could have his moment. Wait a I, second. You... It was it was like scripted. It wasn't scripted for Gio. I let Gio have his moment. Uh huh. You I threw see. it for Giannotti. Of course yeah. I did. And for him to get after Boomer, Boomer still completed the pass. Does Gio know that? Now he knows if he's listening. <laughs> he may not believe you though. But right? see, I don't care about getting embarrassed, so that's fine. I I did something for my friend Gio in that spot. Were you a guard technique or tackle technique? I stood there like a fat beef patty. <laughs> I, I mean, what are you talking about? Fat. And I, you know what? Look, time's passed now, and I'm getting a little tired of getting cooled down. So, look, a little reveal I just, there. I just wanted to know what your like kick step was. Did you like drop back? And kick step? He wasn't back. doing anything. He threw and, it and on you, purpose. And you punched. I, I mean, I got crouched down, and I went to go up like a chest press. Kick okay. step. I'm not Luke Pettigrew. I know, but you got a kick step. Otherwise, you have no power. But then Al, if you look at the video, Al takes out my knees, too. It doesn't help. He's supposed to be my teammate on mm. it. It was just a look. It was a moment. I was a team player. 
I shouldn't have done that for Gio. Gio should have won on his own, but what are you going to do? See, I think enough time's gone by where he's not going to believe you. He's going to think that you're just saying that now to save face. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and that's fine, but I don't care who believes what. I'm just telling you my story, and sometimes the story's a story. You're a better man than me, man. When we're playing pickleball, you think for a second I thought about, oh, I'm going to throw <laughs> no. it for Sean. And by the way, I'd never do it for you to shave your stupid face like everybody thought, too. That's the funny part. Like, when we played pickleball with that on the line, People genuinely thought, and this is why I was in a no-win situation, even if I beat right. Sean, right. there were going to be people thinking, oh, it's all a plan. He lost on purpose. Here's the thing. So having to get rid of his beard, obviously that wasn't the case. Here's the thing. That was a one-on-one event where me and you were uber competitive to the point Lugie was upset at how competitive we were, and I didn't want to lose to you, point blank. No, I get you. I the, appreciate The Geo Boomer thing, look, I was helping out a bit. <laughs> I, I never knew that. Smart. I did not know that. Let's go to Kendrick in Suffern, New York. What's up, Kendrick? Ev, between your workplace relationship with Gio and Joe B fawning over Caitlyn Jenner, I'm surprised you guys were middays and not at, uh, late night. <laughs> Giannotti would eat me out. Hey, 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 that is an inappropriate thing. I misspoke, man. What do you want from me? Jeez. Well, let me tell you something. I haven't laughed that hard listening to the radio since that other moment that I just mentioned. <laughs> that was quite a moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's your Joe B moment, I'll tell you that. Um, so, uh, I, I have a thing here, Evan, with you. I know Sean is an adjunct professor now, and I think oh. you're teaching a class on reverse psychology as a net met and jet fan like myself, mm-hmm. in that you are trying to raise the bar here, and you are playing Tommy and Sean to get their hopes up for championships because you know, like I know, the fall from grace from all of these high expectations is only going to make you happy because that's the only thing you have to make you happy. Because yeah. that's the only thing See? I have. Ding, 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 ding. Kendrick, you're right. Well, you're nailing Ev, it. Yeah. Ev, before I, I get cut off, yeah. uh, just a quick question for you cause with the whole Peter Alonzo you, you were talking about before. My whole thing is I want Pete back. I'm a Mets fan, like I just said. Mm-hmm. But before we make him a New York icon, what is his iconic moment outside of the John Cena wannabe home run derby? <laughs> so, what is his iconic moment right mm. now? Mm. He does. Yeah, like, like we talked, you know, you mentioned DeGrom. Yeah. He had that game in LA. Yep, yep, he was yep. an icon to me. Yeah. And, and you and I are on lockstep with DeGrom. I didn't want him to go. And I felt like he was more of an all time Met than what Pete is right now. And when I ask my buddies who are Mets fans or when we're trying to figure out what is this end game with Pete, yeah. we, we ask ourselves, What's his moment as a man? Okay, I want to count. Can I counter that with a question? It's a good question. Can I counter that with my own question? Yep. In let's say nine or ten, so it's the equivalent. David Wright, who came up as a rookie in the midst of the '04 season, so he's comes in the middle of '04, '05, '06, '07, '08, '09. We're sitting here in 2010. You call us up. And I ask you that question. What's David Wright's iconic Met moment? At that point in his Met career, what was the answer? Uh, I mean, if you're telling me, uh, as a team, I would say we made it to a World Series at least. I well, mean, we, we didn't at that point, remember. Now, right. I, that's like, yes, in 2015. David Wright himself, what was it? Right, because David Wright ended up having that iconic moment in the playoffs against the Dodgers in 15, a big hit, and mm. then a home run in the World Series. But I'm saying 2009. And by the way, I'll answer it for you. His iconic moment, David Wright, was a game-winning hit against Mariano Rivera in the regular season. That's it. Hmm. And we love David. So I think your question is flawed. 
That's my point to this whole thing. Uh, I'm not here to attack David Wright. I'm here to say because he hasn't had but, an but iconic moment in the first flawed? five years. But why is that flawed? Was did David they, Wright an all-time Met? Uh, uh, yeah. When did he have his iconic moment? In 2015. It took him 11 years. That's my point. Yeah. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm saying. I, you, I thought you were diminishing that actual moment. No, I'm saying you're that, saying it takes a long time. Well, because I have, can to have it right. Because yeah, like, like think about every player that you remember. Yeah, that's that's whatever team, whatever sport. You, what's it, your iconic it, moment? I mean, there's, there's a couple. Probably the Wellington game. And what year was that? Two thousand five. Thank you. That's right? my freaking or, or point. The last game of my career. So let me get this or straight. The, uh, my the regular Kansas season. City game. Too. So let me get this Kansas straight. City was also your two iconic moments. I'm sitting next to the perfect example. I didn't even need to use right. David Wright. Your two most iconic moments were in the last two years of your NFL career. Right. But that's when I got good. Before that, I wasn't I wasn't even close to being a memorable giant. So then that maybe that's why David is my point. Like David Wright was the you knew face. It right away. Right, right away. You knew that he was But he didn't have the iconic moment that Kendrick's asking for. Because right. right now, if I had to answer Pete Alonzo's iconic moment, we're taking out the home run derby. It's either the rookie home run record or or it's that game-winner hit against the Cardinals in 2022, which I thought was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Lugie and I were sitting right here because it was a Yankee Day game. It was like a nerve-wracking day. I think there was a big error by Eduardo Escobar in the sure ninth was. inning. Yep. Yep. And Pete at that home run, and I remember arguing with Craig because Craig's like, dude, it's a regular season game. Yeah. And I said to him, there are certain regular season games that matter more. You can't go on the road with that kind of loss. It would have been a bad loss. You hearing this? And Pete Bale. I, I, as soon as I said it, I knew I was in this, trouble. Sean? I knew I was in trouble. It doesn't end. Stadium series. You hearing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the different. You're in the, the moment. That's different. You're in the midst of a long winning streak. Very, very different. But the point is, that would probably be my answer. Right. But that's not enough of a reason to say, well, then he's not an iconic Met. No, because it, it might not have happened yet is, is, is the point. Yes, you're, you're forgetting an obvious one, too. Good. A week ago, we honored A-Rod. It took him five years to have his iconic moment with that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I it'd, think be, you're, it'd be interesting right. to think about all the guys we consider stars of the teams that we follow the and way, what their iconic moment was. Like, what was Eli's? It was probably yeah. the Super Bowl in 2007, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Escaping the sack, which he never did. Mm-hmm. And, totally. and throwing it to David Tyree and then the touchdown to a series of moments, a touchdown to, to a Plexico, Plexico, right? I think about my brother. What was his iconic moment? Because he played forever. <laughs> the pick six. It was exactly the pick six against the Philadelphia Eagles. It closed the vet. The last touchdown in the vet was my brother. It was awesome, mm-hmm. right? But every great player you think of, they have that moment. Yeah. Peace just hasn't happened yet is what you're saying. No doubt. <laughs> Where the hell's the banner? I'm sorry, well. <sighs> It's fr- it's a week. Where's the banner? I don't know what banner you're talking about. The A Rod Day banner. Oh, we retired yeah, I, the man's I, number. I have it. I, I found where it was. I know who took it down. I'm not going to reveal their name. It's not right. Forget who took and, it down. Hang it up. Excuse me. Can I answer? I was going to give you an answer. Right now, the banner is being cleaned. Okay, mm. we're in the process of sprucing up the A Rod banner, the number 13 retired jersey, and it'll it'll appear up here at some point. I can cleaned. promise you that. Why? <laughs> I know. Because it got dirty. It was fine when it was here. The, well. The toilet paper shortage was in 2020. Why <laughs> did it get dirty? I'm not at liberty to explain what happened with that jersey. All I, in your face? All I could tell you <laughs> is that last night after the Nets game, we had someone on the air who is a very nice guy, and he does a great job. He gets a lot of on-air mentions these days. His name is Al Cintron. Cintron. Does a great job. I don't want to reveal what happened, but Al mm. took the jersey and it got dirty. And I, t- I spoke to him about it. We're good. We're in a good place. 
and he promised it would be cleaned, and it is being cleaned. I don't know why Al decided to do that, but he, he did something with the 13 jersey. Okay. Uh, the 13 banner. So then he should be punished. I don't know if you guys remember. It was actually a week ago at this First time. First of all, he's already been punished enough. He was forced to come on WFAN after the Nets-Raptors game okay. last night. <laughs> Fair I enough. think Al has served enough punishment. <laughs> I delivered a speech for the ages in which I said, nobody should wear the number 13 forever. We'll look up forever. And within two days... It came down. Forever ended. And anybody could walk around here wearing 13 the last five days. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what I will tell you. It is being cleaned. It is being uh, dry you, cleaned, what I What are think you, is... Belichick onto Cincinnati with yeah. me? I understand it's being I, cleaned. I'm just telling you where it is right now. It's he's, being cleaned. He's working hard to give you a non-answer, Sean. I'm giving you an answer. I've already thrown my boy out under the bus. I don't know why he decided to do that with it. Okay? And that's up to him and his family. <laughs> I had no reason to know why there was tomato sauce all over it. I don't know. But he's a good guy. He apologized, and we're all good. And I'm cleaning it, and it's going to be fine. Do you even know how to use a washing machine? You don't know how to use a grill? I hired a professional. It'll be okay. Do all we? Right. Speaking of hiring, do we have to hire A-Rod Banner security? Because <laughs> what's to say someone right. else on the weekend doesn't want to defecate or do something to the banner? I have been told that when it, it will go up at some point, and it will be safely placed where no one will be able to take it. It'll be in a safe place. It will be in a, that's what I've been told. So sometime next week, we can have a reaffirming ceremony for oh, a Oh, geez. come on. We got to do this again? <laughs> Even I don't know if you I have to stomach that. the banner for the weekend. I'm not doing that again. No way. All I know is the banner will be up soon. I can promise you that. Do you trust me? Kind of not. No, <laughs> I mean, no, no. Not week. I said on Monday, fair warning by the end of the week, and now I look like I have empty problems. All I know is that Al Cintron's a good guy because he's taking the heat for somebody else, and I appreciate that. (laughs) But what did tomato sauce have to do with it? Listen, I'm not going to get into what I do at home, okay? (laughs) Let's go to what someone does at home. Let's go to Tony in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? What's up, pal? Listen, I just think that if with the beard, I think uh, say Pete goes somewhere else. Yeah. I think you should be forced to... Keep that beard for life, like the NWO, baby. I think you should keep that beard forever. Then I do. Why? You made the bet because you made this bet, and you went on. You're on the, the drive home. This is the big time, Evan. Yeah, big yeah. time. You're putting bets out there, man. We're your fans. We love you, man. No, but you that's know? why. But that's why. And this is very important to me, Tony. That's why I will make a deal to get out of it that pleases you. That pleases the audience. Yeah. I'm not like Russo. I love Dog, but Dog made that comment about quitting if the Diamondbacks won the right. series, and then he didn't quit, and then he agreed to do something with Howard Stern, and he never did it. Like I'm telling you, yeah. I will agree to do something. Tony, you're going to have a say. Like we're going to vote, but you're going to have a say. We're That's gonna, right. We're gonna make sure that to the our listeners that it's not like a fugazi. Get rid of it's not fugazi. It'll be a real reason First to get all, rid of the beard. If you guys agree and make me color my beard for a month. <laughs> and then go half-shaven for days. How is that not, like, probably worse than even growing the beard? I mean, the beard is dope. I don't know why you want to get rid of it in the first place. Because it's just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's not. Even I have to admit, I was with you the whole time. It stopped being dope. Why? It's starting to curl weird. It's not what? growing well at the end. Yeah, it's making movements that don't make sense. Well, yeah. bandana it. It's like the first time you saw somebody do the Macarena. That's what his hair looks like. And, oh. and today I combed my hair. I gelled yeah, it up. I parted good. it to the side. Yeah. I tell you, BT keeps complimenting how good I look. Right. Starting to make me think. <laughs> but I appreciate it, Brad. It I means a lot to me. I can't even imagine. I don't even remember what you look like without a beard. I swear. It's been so long. <laughs> that, I, I, I have forgotten. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look like when Tom Hanks got off the island and canceled. <laughs> Ron is in Jersey City. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's 
up, guys? How you doing? We're good, dude. Good, man. What's up? Um, I'm sorry to go back to what you guys were talking about, but that's fine. We're talking about the head, the headbutt. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're the, talking the fight real, at the Devils game. There was a fight at the Ranger Devil game, and the Devil fan initiated the fight by headbutting the guy, as opposed to like punching him or kicking him. Yeah. Well, there was a in the playoffs back in '94, the Knicks and the Bulls. Yeah. And in Game Six, and the Bulls wind up winning that game. One of my best friends, who was a, who was a Bulls fan, was in my face after the game and was screaming and hollering at me so hard that I headbutted him and knocked him out. Wow! So he was out for about a minute, and then when while he was laid out, I was yelling at him, screaming, telling him, yeah, "I told you to get out of my face." So the headbutt does work. Yeah, but but you know. where did you make contact? Like the like the base of your head or like at top of your head? I used my forehead, and it hit hit him across his forehead and the bridge of his nose. Oh, oh that's why. So it's a good strategy. Okay. What he say? Did it, yeah. did, it, did it hurt you, Ron? No, nah, not at all. Plus, <laughs> that's he, what I don't understand. Like, how does that not hurt? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it it kind of makes sense. My, I want to say this sweetly, my, my oldest son has, like, a bigger head. Right? <laughs> and the other day, he's he act- growing into his body. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome, by the way. Like, why not have a bigger head? I wish I had a bigger head. So all of a sudden, <laughs> he accidentally headbutted me because uh-huh. we were wrestling. And I was like, ah! <laughs> ah! That hurt. And I'm like, are you all right? Because my first concern was him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Like, it didn't even affect him. Right. <laughs> like, he felt nothing. And it caused major pain. So, yeah, I guess a headbutt is, like, a pretty good strategy. I still think it's highly questionable. I, I know. I got to look up like this. Is it considered dirty? Like, if we were in a fight and I kicked you in the lower region, we would all say, oh, that's below the belt. Yes. No pun intended. That's dirty fighter. Dirty fighter. Dirty fighter. Is a headbutt a dirty fight move? I don't think so. I think it's just a stupid fight move. I don't think it's dirty if you're doing it like the chest. I got to look this up. I got to Google this. Like, I just, what's the strategy of headbutting? Yeah, let me know. You know what it is? I think if you throw a headbutt early, it immediately makes the other person scared that you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does give you the nuts factor. That's for sure. <laughs> that is not that funny. Okay, I'm a three and a half inch guy. No, no, like you're nuts. Like what? What's wrong with your minds? What's wrong with your mind? My, it's a you're very, the one spewing stuff. Today. All I'm saying is, it's you're nuts. You're talking about your son before you look. I wish I had a bigger head. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a tiny head when I go to buy I'm sure. Hats. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you just declared the nuts factor. I mean. You guys have sick minds. I don't think I'm saying anything wrong. Do you think we have sick minds? Wait till we get the Cinco. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I can't wait. That's right. Sean's got a big list coming up. His Cinco did 5-0 in 25 minutes. I'm coming for that ass. We'll also get to Hal Steinbrenner's comments yesterday on why when you hear it, and we'll play it for you, when you hear it as opposed to reading it, it sounds to me like the Yankees have no interest in Blake Snell. We'll get to Hal's comments coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. College football is going to finally have an EA Sports video game for the first time in a very long time. A lot of people are excited about it. I'm excited about it. And what I'm excited about is that when I played EA Sports college football as a kid, I think it was EA Sports college football, they wouldn't have the athletes. Yeah. They wouldn't have the players. So what they would do is they would give you, like, the description of the player and the number of the player, but then the actual player wouldn't exist. But now we live in a different universe in which now athletes are actually going to get paid to be in the game. So they've got all 134 FBS teams in the game. Mm -hmm. Players are going to have an option. 
if they want to be in the game, which I'm sure everyone will want to, of course, they get, you ready for this? $600. Whopping. And a copy of the game. <laughs> which is, by the way, it's ridiculously low, but it's one of those things where, what are you going to say, no? Yeah. Well, Who's going to say no to that? And it's also, the there's no union. So if this happened in the NFL, it would be collectively, it would be part of the the, the collective bargaining. I think, aren't they trying to start a union or they have a union, they, but well, it's not like a strong union. Uh, they have was, something now, these kids. Who was it? Dartmouth? It was one of the Ivy Leagues. I think it was Dartmouth that got approved to be employees. Right. So it's it's slowly happening. We all remember Northwestern about six years ago, five or six years ago, they tried to unionize and it got, it got shut down by the National Labor Relations Board. But eventually it's going to happen, especially with the money that's involved with these athletes. Now, this is a minimal amount of money, but I think if college football players, if you, I mean, you love the game, all these guys game now, you want to see your name in it. Damn right. And so you're, and if you're good enough to be in the game, you're probably making some kind of NIL money anyways. But wouldn't that make it's you a, more likely to stand up and say? No, because it's it's for everybody. So right. like the, the guard gets 600 bucks too, and the, I don't know, the backup D-tackle. He gets $600 as well. Those guys don't have big NIL deals, but a lot of these guys are making serious money. Well, think about it this way, because I heard 600 bucks, and I was like, boy, that's crazy. But then you hit on it. Everyone's getting paid the same. You're not yes, going to differentiate right. between a backup and a mm-hmm. starter. So if there's 153 schools right. that are in this video game, and let's say you want to say there's 50 guys on a roster. 100. There's 100 guys on a roster? And college yeah. teams have 100 players. That means there are 15,000 kids eligible for this. And yeah. if you're paying each kid $600, that adds up to $9.1 million. Yeah. Now, the game is probably still going to bring in more than that, right? Of course. <laughs> so I mean, they they're making out okay. They wouldn't do it. I mean, that's a, that's it's probably a rounding error on the number, on the, uh, on the, on the total revenue that they're going to make from this game. But here's what's really funny. And then funny. they're going to promote it. Yeah, right, right. right? Now the kids oh. are going to start saying, oh, I got my name, Luke. Get, get this game because I'm in it. And they'll be playing it on social media, yeah. the whole thing. I mean, it's actually pretty brilliant, especially because there's not, there's no union, so they can't, so like the stars can't drive the number up. Right. So that that 9.1 million comes 20 million. Well, and also, how do you differentiate between which kid gets paid what to be in this video game? But I also read something really effed up slash vengeful slash that's kind of funny. All right? If you are a student athlete that says, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want it. I make enough money. You're using me. I don't think it's cool to be in the game. I don't care about the game. Save your 600 bucks. Save your extra copy of EA Sports. I read this morning that you will not be able to create that person and create a player mode. Oh. That they will find a way to block them. Oh, that's interesting. Like they're on some list. Yeah, but how would they do that? I mean, they're able to do it just, in other games. You just create the same exact player and you change the name by a letter. Yeah, I, d- right? Is this, I mean, is this I could be wrong about this, but Lugie, and I don't know if you do you play games, by the way. I used to play video games a lot. Yeah. Okay, I could be wrong. I think WWE does that with certain individuals that they never want to have mentioned mm. for, for like, really effed up reasons. Sure. Obviously, they're bad people. Yeah. Right. I don't think you can just go create, like, Chris Benoit. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Who's a disgusting human. Of course. So I think that there's ways to do it. Now, obviously, there's a reason why the WWE would do that. Being vengeful to a kid who's not taking you $600 is insanely dopey. Yeah, it makes no sense. But 
I think there are ways for them to block it. Yeah. Just like if you try to buy a um, a jersey in which you put a name on the back, a lot of teams will block it. Like there are certain names you will not be able to just create and create a jersey mode when you're trying to buy a jersey. So there's yeah. when we were kids, Michael Jordan wasn't in any video games. So you had to like create Michael Jordan. He wasn't in any of the games That's that right. I can remember. No, he wasn't. So that was a good I don't example. Even remember that? Yeah, back well, in know, the day, there might have been one or two games, but most yeah. of the games. You, you know who else wasn't Jordan. in video games? I, if I'm not mistaken, Boomer. Because that's when they made the quarterback club. Oh, uh, yeah. Boomer and uh, a few other quarterbacks formed that group and said, we're not doing it. And they, I think they made their own game, right? I think so. Qu- I think yeah, so. NFL quarterback club. Right. And the best baseball game of all time, nobody was in the game. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. It was all made-up names. That's true. Was was, fat, was, fake Matt Noakes hitting the Yankees. Ken Griffey Jr. in the game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Junior was in that. Game. Junior was the yeah, only Junior one. Yeah, Junior was in the game, game but he was the only one. one. Yeah, it was great. It was a great video game all time. I also think like I remember that <laughs> there was a time at the end where Barry Bonds yep. was the one baseball player not in baseball video games, and I forget what the, the 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 name was. MVP baseball. It was before MLB the Show, where Bonds was not in it. So there's always been kind of those stories where one guy or a group of guys, like for different reasons. <laughs> oh, I'll give you another one. Anyone who crossed the picket line in 1994, like they called them scrubs, I think that's not nice, replacement players were never allowed in video games. And they they turned out to be some prominent lanes, like Kevin Millar, who we had on the show on Anti-A-Rod Day, was initially a scrub. I mean, replacement players. Yeah. Scab. Scab. Oh, I said scrub. Yeah. Scab. I'm sorry. Scrub. Scab. I apologize. Scrub Scrub would be like the Nets roster right now. Scrubs. (laughs) Right. A scab. Rick Reed. The former Met. Sorry, I just banged my knee and it really hurts. <laughs> You're such a, you're a grown baby. I, know. I When I said scrub, I started laughing when you, you guys corrected up? me. And I kicked like the bottom of um, yeah, uh, like the, the, table. the table. And my knee is, <laughs> my knee is vibrating right now. Oh, That's impossible. I think I, tore my, I think I tore my ACL. No, you did not. Dude, I'm in a lot of pain. It's a torque injury. It's not a like a con. Oh, I, mean, I guess you can't tear it with a. Can you imagine if I tore my ACL? Oh, that would be that would be bad. Oh, dude, you never ever ever. <laughs> Tiki's ever. about to be on WebMD for the next half hour. Live that down ever. <laughs> I tore my ACL. You know, just like laughing at something dopey that was said on the radio. Ay ay ay. Anyhow, can't wait for that game. I'm excited for it to come out. I'm more excited for the WWE video game that's coming out next month. That is going to be awesome. And by the way, they're doing the same thing. Where there are certain guys that are they're not putting in the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously not because they didn't accept money, but guys that are getting in trouble. So they don't want them on the game. Vince McMahon ain't going to be on the game. Smart. Brock Lesnar is not going to be in the game. Will The Rock be a current wrestler in the game? That's a great question. I don't think so. I think he's going to be one of those legends that you got to pay extra for. But what? I'll tell you right now, you got to pay. I, I pay it. It makes me and my kid happy. My kid mm-hmm. loves the game. I get the legends. Can you create a guy that looks like Rock that's not actually Rock? I think you can. Call I just, him Boulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't have the time or patience to yeah. do it. But apparently you can do something like that. Let's go to Ken in Corum, New York. What's up, Ken? Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I got a Pete Alonzo comment and maybe a way for Evan to shave his beard. Go ahead. So, but, you know, I, I agree that if Alonzo leaves, that, that's not good because they're not going to re- replace that production. But, you know, like you guys said earlier, he's being coached up what to say. You think it's possible he's saying all that and really doesn't want to be here? No, I think he wants to be here. In, in my gut, I think he, he just wants to be paid fairly. You know why I think he wants to be here, and maybe I'm naive? When he answers questions, like the one he answered on SNY the other night, their hot stove show, and he talks so glowingly about opening oh, day. Oh, yeah, he was very enthusiastic. Yeah, so why would – do you think that's fake? 
Ken? I, I don't know. I mean, because he's he's always talking about uh, you know New York, New York, New York. He's how great it is. He's saying yeah. that more than he's saying about the Mets. Well, I so that's mean, what makes me think maybe he doesn't want to be here. Nah, I think I think you're looking too close into it because. When he says he loves New York and he's talking about City Field and the electricity at City Field, he's not talking about the electricity at Times Square or how Yankee Stadium feels. He's yeah. literally talking about the building he's in. So I think what scared a lot of people about DeGrom, and I think every human is different. I'm an emotional person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, like it's on my face how I feel. DeGrom was never like that. Yeah. And so when Jake would give compliments about New York or the Mets, it came... Very calmly, it came with a straight face. It didn't come with raw emotion. Right. And to a lot of people, that made them think he never wanted to be here. Well, Pete is the opposite. He has got his emotion all over his face. And I think that comes from a genuine place of, I yeah, love it I think, I think there are certain personalities that fit really well in New York. And you, and especially if you're outgoing, you, you like the attention, you don't mind people coming up to you, then you're going to thrive here if you're good. I, DeGrom never felt that way. Never felt like... He loved all the attention. Well, okay, so you're right about that. That doesn't mean you're a hundred. Because one thing I learned about Degrom, and I learned this, I went to spring training years ago. It was before he became a star. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the Mets. Hey, I want to talk to Jake. Want to interview him? And they said, "Let me tell you something about Jake." Here's what they said. They said he's a great guy. He is so focused on pitching, 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 pitching. It is like impossible to get him out of his rhythm. Right. This is spring training <laughs> in the first week of March. Yeah. And as the conversation's happening with the Mets, I'm sitting in the Met dugout at like 7.30 a.m. There's not a Met around. As they're saying this, guess who pops out of the locker room to go run in the outfield and start working out? DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. Right. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And so they said, so he's he's also he's just doesn't. singularly focused. He's singularly focused, and he doesn't want to talk about himself. He doesn't like that stuff. That didn't mean he didn't want to be here, but mm-hmm. he doesn't love all that other stuff. And yeah. then there are other well, athletes. If you're here, you're great. You're going to get attention. Right. People are going to want to talk to you. They're right. going to want to have your autograph. They're going to want to engage and be involved in all this stuff with you. So it's part of, I don't, I'm not saying it's part of the job, but it is a faction of what you have to do if you're a star athlete in New York. It just but, is what it is. But did you get any impression from Pete Alonso publicly that he doesn't want to be here? No. Not at all. And did you get anything the, from Steve Cohen when we played those clips that not he doesn't want the, him here? The only thing that's giving me pause is Scott Boris. Well, yeah. Because Scott Boris wants this to be the biggest number he can possibly get. 100%. Therefore, the, 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 his cur- the current team advantage doesn't exist. Like, it's not there. Yeah. They're I think not, the only the, advantage they may have is tie goes to the Mets. If they match a big yes. offer or Good a team point. matches their offer, I have some confidence Good that point. Pete Alonzo would say, I prefer it here. I would agree with that. That's the way I'm viewing it. And I don't think that means I'm just being positive. It's just the way I'm kind of viewing it based on what I've heard Pete say and what we've heard Steve Cohen say. Eddie's in Staten Island. What's up, Eddie? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. What's Good up, dude? Today. How are you? Um, I just I just want to say, Evan, I'm a huge fan. Tiki as well. I listen to you guys all the time. Thank you, man. Um, and I totally, uh, I was listening, I think it was yesterday, I totally relate to uh, Irrational Evan. Because um, <laughs> you, you and Joe, let me tell you, you and Joe have been my Mets therapist for years, okay? <laughs> Not an easy job, um, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Uh, but, Evan, I got to say, I completely disagree with you about the uh, the hit in the hockey game. Um and to reference this, look it up. It's on the web. Uh, look up. There was a hit. Zdeno Chara. Mm-hmm. 
did a hit on Riley Nash okay. of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I think Nash was I think Nash was a little shorter than Zdeno Chara. Look up the clip of that. Look at that hit. Very, very similar hits, and tell me if it didn't have anything to do with the fact that Zdeno Chara towers over this guy. But that doesn't. And I must say, I'm looking but at I the hit right no now. Penalty. I'm looking at the hit right now. By the way, that's the beauty of YouTube. I just saw Zdeno Chara leveling Riley Nash, and he definitely is a big man. Mm-hmm. So there was a size thing, but he still elbowed him in the face. Like, why does it matter how tall you are? And that wasn't a penalty call either on that. Okay, but there was a penalty last night. You don't think there should have been a penalty last night? There might have been a penalty. Because well, of, a penalty. I guess... He was thrown out of the game. Like, and by the way, citing that to say, well, what about the Chara hit? Well, what about it? I, mean, I wasn't watching that game. It was a playoff game, apparently. Uh, do you remember that hit, Sean, by the way? I barely do, to be honest. No, was, I'm looking at it right now. But who cares? So they, they may have missed a call four years ago. Great. Congratulations. That deserved the penalty last night. You know it. You know it. Yeah, but the league then reviewed and saw this was not a dirty hit. No, the league decided not to suspend him. But he only got a match penalty. Yeah, which is being ejected from the game. Explain that to the non-hockey fan out there. Okay, that means they deemed it dirty enough on the ice to eject him from the game, which generally would lead to a suspension. The league reviewing it today tells you it probably should not have been a match penalty. He probably only should have actually gotten the penalty for the fight that incurred right afterward. Elbowed him in the face, bloody all over the ice in New Jersey. Disgusting. You need to let it go, man. The guy's played five minutes in the NHL. He has served how many minutes in the penalty box? How many? Uh, I think he has 15 minutes total, nine minutes on the ice. Okay. That's the kind of guy that you're rooting for. Congratulations. 10, 10 minutes on the ice, 22 penalty minutes. All I know is this. Matt Rempe has arrived here with the Rangers, right. and we've done so much hockey this I'll week. tell you right what now, he's my to, least favorite Ranger right now. What happened to Charo in this, after this? I guess he didn't get penalized. I mean, he shouldn't have. Okay. I'm just... I'm just what the hell does that have to do with your seven foot five goon? Because it's the same. Bloodifying a devil on the ice last night. Bloodifying. Yeah, bloodifying. It was blood all over the place. I used a real word mm-hmm. or a fake word. Was it the hit, or was it his head hitting the ice? Well, why did his head hit the ice? Because he was not, he was looking down at the ice. No, his head at the ice because he got elbowed in the face by a he nine foot giant. Elbowed in the face, he got elbowed. He got shouldered into into the in the face. I mean, this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's just, right? it's just a reality. Yeah, but he wasn't looking. It's the same thing with Nash. He's not looking. You've won a lot of arguments, Evan. You just got to take the loss. <laughs> right I'm not home. taking a freaking loss on this. It was a dirty. This hit. is a size of disadvantage. That's it. They came back to haunt him because he wasn't paying attention to where the hit was coming. I, from. I mean, it was ridiculous. And you, as a Devil fan, doing this TV is <laughs> disgusting. Let's go to Kevin in Garden City. What's up, Kevin? Hey, yeah, I just want to talk about the uh, headbutton thing. Yeah. Um, the main reason that a headbutt works so well is if you get it right in someone in the nose and you're in their face, it's going to bloody them up and they're going to go blind from the shot. Oh. By the way, for anyone who could not understand what Kevin said, I understand uh-huh. speaking underwater. What he said is the reason you want to headbutt somebody in a fight, because we were talking about that, not from the, the what's this kid's name again? Hempel? Hempy? Rempy. I'm already forgetting his name. I've only mentioned it 50 times today. What's his name again? Mike, Matt Rempy? Rempy. How is it? Mark Rempy? I'm a Ranger fan. No, it's Matt. Matt. It's Matt. Matt, Matt Rempy. Clown. This guy's been mentioned way too much on the show the last week. He's rejuvenated the town. He's the new DeVito. Because he's, he's beating up all the local, the other local teams. <laughs> he's beating up the Destroying everybody. He's fighting Matt Martin. Right. He's bloodifying Bastion. He's going all over the place. Three minutes a game on ice. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today. 
All right, so we have an MLB uniform situation we haven't touched too much on on the show. <laughs> the players hate him. The fans are noticing. And I'm going to give you the five things a player should be worried about with the new MLB uniforms. Right. Quick backstory before I start. Yeah, because I'm confused by the jersey yeah. stuff. Okay. So What's going on? Yeah, the jerseys I don't understand. The pants I get because they're see-through. But okay. The jersey I don't get. So Nike still owns the uniforms. Okay. They have now, I guess, however you would say, Fanatics is now bill making them on behalf of Nike. Fanatics is the licensee. Yeah, okay. So Fanatics has made, like, the nameplate smaller. The logos have looked a little cheaper. Some of them aren't embroidered. But on top of that, the material, very George Costanza style, is a little, I guess, lighter to breathe, but therefore a little tighter looking. These are the actual jerseys? Actual. Or these are the fan-purchasable jerseys? Both. Both. So it's being noticed that it looks cheaper, and even players are going, like, you don't feel like a big leaguer in these uniforms. (laughs) And on top of that, the pants are extremely see-through. Wait, but so is this just for spring training, or is this for the season? These are the the new uniforms. And the pants are see-through? Yeah, like if you're wearing your white pants, you can see the jersey tucked in. We're going to get to this in a little bit. You're starting to see things when people bend over. Whip out the jumbo package. So I'm going to give you the five things players should be worried about with the new MLB uniform. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. Here we go! Number five. Yellowing armpits on the white jerseys. <laughs> All right? I, I don't know if you guys are pit sweaters, but that's always a tough dynamic. And if these guys start sweating in the pits, not everybody's a pit sweater. That's going to get real yellow on the it's white It's going to get yellow? Yeah. Tanks. Not, we're okay. tanks. What do you mean, okay? You've never seen a, a yellow armpit on a white shirt? Not in a baseball game, no. Because they aren't cheaply made. So now you're, you're telling me it. now when a Roldis Chapman is on the mound? What yeah. did he sign again? He signed somewhere crappy. Pittsburgh? A Roldis <laughs> Chapman? I think it's Pittsburgh. Yeah. A Roldis uniforms? Chapman is just going to have like giant like stains on him? Yes. On? It's disgusting. Well, All right. Here we go. Number four. All right. Things players should be worried about. Arousal. All right. We, Does that we, happen while you're playing? What well, about the jumbo package? On. How are you going to see? Because here's the thing, Tiki. A, not everybody wears cups Posias in baseball. Manzanillo. All right. Why would we, you not wear a cup playing baseball? We talked about A-Rod last week with the ball to the girls. A pretty girl sitting in front row. The bulges will be more prevalent now, and the pants are also way tighter. So if things start to happen during a baseball game that you can't control. Oh, How often does that happen? What about that the jumbo I package? I really doubt that happens. Did, did it ever happen in football? Did Never. Ne- I mean, Never. adrenaline pumping? No. Your mind is <laughs> elsewhere. Really? Yeah. Your mind is always there, by the way, even if it's elsewhere. <laughs> no, not, and not in front of the Cowboy cheerleaders? Nothing? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Interesting. Better maybe, player maybe than me. Eagle cheerleader. Hell, the Jaguar cheerleaders. I got to tell you, my flag got pulled the wrong way in flag football. That could have been an issue. Number three. Nipples during a rain game. All right? I think wet t-shirt contests are ready to roll with these jerseys. If you get one of those heavy rain games and you're sitting out there and then it's cold, too, like a cold Chicago night with the rain, you're going to see people's nipples. There's going to be plenty of April Met games like that. Yeah. So you think we're going to get a look at Pete Alonzo's pandas? You will see at least two pepperoni-sized nipples this baseball season as a result of these uniforms. Interesting. All right. Number two. To put it no other way, a wet fart. I I mean. What? What? What do you mean by that? Regular people could worry about this in jeans. Imagine those in wet pants. Look, maybe the pregame buffet doesn't sit well with you. You know, you're kind of sitting there in the outfield doing that. I got to get back in the dugout. You can't get removed from the game. You move your leg the wrong way. Oh, oh. (laughs) By the way, this is a worry. He's right because a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this. I don't Big conspiracy. (laughs) We confronted Aaron Boone about it. He kind of laughed and didn't want to answer it. 
Aroldis Chapman and Aaron Boone had this very awkward meeting on the mound. Pittsburgh Pirates, by the way. That's where he said. Thank you. And I think Aaron started laughing in the middle of the meeting, and it made no sense. And everyone was like, antennas are up. Like, what's going on on the mound? Uh-huh. And there's a lot of rumors on the street that Aroldis Chapman had to go. Okay. And went. In his pants. In it on the mound. What? That is a real thing. And we asked Boone about it. I had to bring it up. And Boone just started cracking up, wouldn't answer the question, which was code for, yeah, what do you want me to say? Right. So if that happens with these kinds of pants, we got a problem. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, the Padres are the only team that may not have to worry. Let's just put it that way. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> Sweaty jewels. Uh, yesterday, there is an image of a player bending down. Yeah. We had the debate pre-show. Copper balls. Uh, and... I don't know how to say this any other way. It looked like a turkey gizzard. And I think that if things are going to get really sweaty in these games and you're not wearing a cup, the older players should be worried, you know? And also, I'm going to throw one more at you. It might be easier to detect if players are doing PEDs the way we've heard about shrinkage oh, in the private counties. <laughs> All right, thank you, Sean. That's your Cinco de Fajo. Cinco de a unique one. Cinco de Fajo every day, 5 o'clock. I'm going to guess, because I have not been enthralled or followed this jersey uniform I, I didn't thing. even pay attention to I started seeing the stories about the pants. Well, the I've jersey seen... didn't make sense to me. I'm like, it's a jersey. Who cares? Right. No, I heard Keith talking about it the other night about the jerseys and whatnot, and then I started seeing pictures of the pants, and I never really saw what people were talking about, and then I heard Gio talking about it this morning. So I'm like, I know it's a thing, but I haven't really understood it, which I know sounds weird. Are they fixing them? Well, that's like, my my assumption is going to be that they're going to fix it. I mean, don't I mean they have to? It's right. It's just, I don't not that it's embarrassing. It just looks bad. Well, like if the shirt is if you see the shirt through the pants, it, it's everybody knows that the shirt is tucked in. Right, but it looks it looks terrible. I think they're going to fix it, a because if enough players complain, you fix it. I know yeah. this is not the same comparison, but years and years ago, I'm going to guess 2008, something of that nature the NBA decided to change the balls. Do you guys remember this at all? They changed the balls. And the players hated it. And even as fans, you could see the way the ball would come off the rim was almost flatter. <laughs> and the fans hated it. And it took about two months, and the league announced, we're bringing the old balls yeah. back. And so that's a lesson to me, that enough fans are complaining about it, enough players are complaining about it, I don't think this is really going to be a thing in the middle of August. Not, and I, yeah. I say this completely uneducated about it. Just an idea that usually when enough people complain, right. there's change. Look, the kinks will get worked out before anything matters. That's my assumption, yeah. right? I mean, you hope so. Just yeah. hope it happens before the first wet you-know-what here. <laughs> Peacock. Yeah, no, you put that thought in my head I now. Know, yeah. right? That's a big worry, especially those April games when it's cold and it's mm-hmm. rainy. Think about how many games there are, how many teams there are, how many players there are, and how many human functions there are. That's crazy, man. Let's get to some of your calls, including John on Long Island. Hey, John. Evan, can you please do a fan reveal? Then you can shave your beard, switch to Buffalo or the Giants. Giants will make Tiki happy. Shave the beard next Friday. You're Eddie Mush. Every team, you have two best players in the league on the Nets, and they stink, and you create it. And the two best players on the Mets, pitchers, and they stink, and it's you. You are Eddie Bush. I don't want you as a Jet fan. I've been a Jet fan for 40 years. I need to win in these next two years, and I don't want you on the ride. I'm a loser. A giant fan. I, you are. And I, Buffalo, I, please. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got, your beard. Okay. <laughs> change your fandom. What John basically said, Evan can change his fandom 
and lose the beard. All right, I'm going to retort this very, very calmly. No, you could easily like say you're changing your fandom and then quietly root for the Mets. Absolutely not. You, I'm you not could, changing you could, my. You could lie, dude. I'm not changing my fandom for anything. Like my fandom has been with me longer than anything besides my parents and sister. Like, I mean, what are you talking about? Like, my fandom has been with me basically since birth. I ain't changing it. But let me fight back with John. All right, I can't do it as much with the Mets. The Met one I have to disqualify because they did win the World Series in 1986. So let's put the Mets aside. The freaking Jets. What were they? What were they? Piling up Super Bowls before I came on the planet? <laughs> what were they? Some kind of dynastic franchise before I plopped out? Like, yeah. what are we talking about? But, like, my fandom led to Jet Payne? Jet Payne's been going on a hell of a lot longer than I was walking the earth. But he, what he's talking about is all the good things that should be coming aren't happening. And they're saying, he's what he's saying is you're mushing them. Oh, it's my fault that Aaron Rodgers turned his Achilles. Yes. It's my fault that the, Verlander the, and Scherzer. you're the loud fan. Are mercenary pieces of crap. Yes, because you're the loud fan. So it's my fault. It's your fault. It's my fault that the Nets somehow collected three superstars, and within like three years of it, I'm watching garbage basketball yes, every night. Because you're the loud fan. So when all of those things happened, from from the two aces with the Mets to the, the big three in Brooklyn to Aaron Rodgers, you were talking about how great it was going you're to be. You're co-signing this crap? I'm not co-signing. I'm just giving his, I'm giving his, his reasoning. As soon as you start getting excited about it, guess what happens? So what am I going to do? Not uh, just not be excited? Yeah, just be. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'd love to do that, but what what I do is I'm honest with how I feel. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes I feel really good, right. and sometimes I feel and really bad. And now you're trying to mush Sean and the Rangers. I'm not mushing anybody. What I said at the top you're, of the show now, for Ranger all you fa- Ranger fans out there is. Great win. You're on a nine-game winning streak. You're one win away from tying the longest winning streak in the history of the franchise. Congratulations. You better win the Stanley Cup. If you don't, this season was a failure. Get to 15. What am I saying that's not true? Get to 15. 15 feels like like obliterate the record. Don't just, oh, yeah, we tied the record from 1940 or 1976. 73 and 40. But to that point, yeah, you are trying to mush us, Steph. I'm not trying to mush you. Mm. I'm, I'm speaking real. You can, and by the way, most can, Ranger fans who called up the show to. agree with me. But you're not allowed to. Of but, course I am. But you could also speak real and mush at the same time. Do so you think mm. I'm speaking real and mushing simultaneously? Yeah. And I think that you're you... are secretly wishing that what you're saying happens. And I think, I think you had like a by God, I got it moment. I could kill two birds with one yes. stone here. Well, okay. Here's to prove that you're a bunch of hypocrites. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to prove it to you. Okay, so with the Rangers, I'm saying you better win the Stanley Cup. Right? Mm-hmm. And with the Knicks, I'm saying you guys are completely overrated and you're getting knocked out early. So I'm being honest, but is that mushing the Knicks or am no, I just no. telling so you the, the God honest think truth? about what you're saying here because there's a Ranger fan and a Knicks fan on yes. the other side of that glass. Who hate each other, by the way. Right, and so you're saying something independently about each of them, so you pit them against each other even though they're in the same building. Yes. Right? And so they're not friends even though they should be. Yes. And – what you want to see is the demise of one or the other. Yes. So that it creates strife. Yes. With one or the other. Yeah, that's true. I love watching right. so Nick and Ranger fans yeah. fight with each other. And the whole day started with what, Tiki? A poll. Yes. Evan put out a poll. Oh. And what happened on that poll? The Rangers were voted most likely. So Evan went. And most likely to go further in the playoffs than the Knicks. Yeah. Evan said, okay. I feel confident in this poll like I do. The Knicks aren't going to win a championship. So I'm just going to declare that anyway. I'm not mushing anybody because <laughs> I got no shot. People believe in the Rangers. I don't. So now that I got people believing, I'm going to mush them, and I think I'm going to prevail because they're not going to do it. Watch how simple this is, Sean. Sean, you're a diehard Ranger fan. Yeah. This team has played incredible hockey. It looks like Igor is fixed after his little learning session that he had a couple of weeks ago. And Jonathan Quick showed you some legendary quick moments. Do you agree, as a man that's been on this planet for a long time now, 
1994 was a long time ago. The Rangers have been in the playoffs a lot. They've been in the conference finals a lot. Do you not agree that if the New York Rangers don't win the Stanley Cup this year, this season is a failure? Not only do I agree, I'm trying desperately to lose weight so I could fit in an extra large championship. Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> Thank you very much. The Ranger fan agrees with me, and I respect that. We'll get back to your calls in a second, 877-337-6666. And we listen to what Steve Cohen had to say and interpreted it. I got to listen to Hal Steinbrenner. And based on what he says, and we'll listen to the audio with you, A, I don't think you're adding Blake Snell, and B, I'd be very concerned about re-signing Juan Soto. Now, this is up to all of us, okay? The beautiful thing is that we report, you decide. Is that the phrase, we report, you decide? Yeah, House. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> House Steinbrenner yesterday spoke, and I remember that Sean broke the glass and he started reading some of House quotes, and they were interesting, but what I always say about quotes is sometimes you got to hear it, and sometimes listening to it may give you a different interpretation yes. than what you heard when Absolutely. it was just read to you. It's why Loogie hates me, because I send Loogie a lot of audio clips, and it's you know, I, I give him more work. And he does a great job with it, by the way. I appreciate it. But the reason I do it is because I really think that a lot of people out there, I'm certainly one of them, need to hear things mm-hmm. to really formulate an opinion as opposed to just hearing something read as a quote. So how Steinbrenner spoke yesterday, and I commend him for speaking to the media, all open questions, some tough questions, and I have some opinions based on what he said. And you guys tell me if I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm being too negative, as you would suggest. Or maybe I have some ulterior motive, which I don't. Which you always do. I do not. Uh, Loogie's been in your head way too much. I'm just <laughs> reacting to what I hear. So here's audio clip number one of Hal Steinbrenner when he's asked, hey, are you still looking to improve this team? And then he'll also be asked specifically about Blake Snell. I think we have a championship caliber team right now, but we haven't stopped looking to improve. And we never will. I mean... You know, we're able to do whatever we're able to do all the way up to the trade deadline. That's a long time from now. So what's your feeling uh, about Snell? I'm not going to get into free agents. I'm just going to tell you that we continue to look at a lot of different options. Um, and, you know, given where we are payroll-wise, any addition to the club is going to be a costly one, but I'm still willing to consider anything that comes my way, anything Cash and his team brings my way. I, I'll leave it at that. But we are not done trying to improve this team. I take mm. that as they're not adding Blake Snell. There's mm. no chance. He kicked it down the down the line. Exactly. You picked <laughs> up on it. Bringing up August 1st, and it's actually July 30th this year, the exact day of the trade deadline, is Hal's answer of, well, we're always looking to improve the team. Oh, oh I wasn't even talking about it that way. Of what course, do you mean? Of course he kicked it down to the trade deadline. Yeah, we'll improve the team as we reassess or assess as we go through the early part of the season. But he also basically said, this is, don't ask me that. This is all on cash. If cash brings me something that I find interesting, we'll talk about it. But, he but until also, he does, I'm not I'm I'm not actively pushing to go get Blake Snell to improve our team. It's not like when George was I want that guy, let's go get that guy. Right. I'm not bringing up the whole George Steinbrenner era, but that's that's how it used to be done. Well, by the way, this is better. Ownership. I mean, it should be Brian Cashman's decision, but I took him bringing up the payroll as a big deal and the luxury tax. Oh. He didn't have to bring that up. No. Mm. I'm even more convinced to get in Blake Snell now that I've heard this because I'll tell you why. Obviously, I'm going to tell you why. That's why we're discussing this. Mm-hmm. In that spot, he is acknowledging something he has already told us about the salary and that we don't, you know, you shouldn't have to spend there while saying he will go over if it's brought there and he'll address anything at his desk. 
by also bringing up the trade deadline, all he's doing is exactly what David Stearns did in light of the, Bingo. Of the injury. Bingo. It is exactly like David Stearns. Yet what we hear from David Stearns is they're not doing anything. David Stearns and Hal Steinbrenner essentially said the same thing. No, mm-hmm. but it's also not telling Scott Boris or telling him publicly, I've already let my fans know we're fully in on you. I, he's still holding that right to basically have a little upper I upper I completely agree, but I think he's also not telling you we're making a move. Like, I think some people heard what House said yesterday or read what House said and said, oh, here we go. We're getting snow. That was basically him saying, well, we're always looking to be opportunistic. That never stops. No. That doesn't mean they're going to aggressively sign Blake Snell. No, but he, for the first time, he's now gone back on something he told us and acknowledged he would be willing to go over if it's the right thing brought to his desk. And like Tiki said, he did kick it to cash. Ask him. He's the but GM, he and I'm even proving, you know. unprompted brought up the luxury tax. Which shows you, hey, it's a big factor, which I guess I know why you're paying 110% on whatever you sign. So I get why it's a big deal. But bringing that up tells me, yeah, we're not doing this. No, because mm-hmm. he's already brought it up. So by bringing it up with the acknowledgement of that doesn't mean we're stuck and we won't go over it, I think it's more telling. There's likely there's a likelihood that he's willing to pay the excessive penalty. The, the question is, is that what Brian Cashman wants to do? Well, Brian Cash- well, why would Brian Cashman pay? Because, because if the owner's because, willing to spend more money, he's gonna. Why would he be okay, against that? Okay, because he's likely not going to get a lot of moves, mm-hmm. right? So let's say Blake Snell comes in, he's great, but then not whatever, whatever the circumstance is, and then at the deadline they're like, "Oh, we really have a chance, but we got to go get this guy. It's going to cost us X, Y, and Z." It, Hal might say, "Yeah, but we just paid Snell, so you're stuck." Yeah, but so, here's- I, so I feel like. The, the future need is being pitted against the current need. Right, but here's where they also come back. Because Hal, I didn't pull this clip, but Hal was very protective of some of their prospects, which I think is great to hear if you're a Yankee mm-hmm. fan. If the Yankees trade for a pitcher because they need one on July 25th, the good news is you pay him a lot less because mm-hmm. you're only paying him the prorated amount of money. Of course. But you have to give up prospects versus signing Blake Snell now costs you no prospects. Other than draft it just picks, costs off. You money. it just costs you money, but a lot of money because of the tax. I heard that, and I don't know how any Yankee fan could hear that and say, "Oh yeah, we're definitely adding somebody." In fact, he was asked point blank, "So is something going to happen, Hal?" Whether it's trades or signings, uh, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm not saying something's not going to happen. Um, but I'm I'm still willing to improve this team however we can. Yeah, hmm. I don't that's buy a, it. That's a non-answer. That's yeah, a so non-answer. Yeah, it's, it's because he can't. That's fine. He can't bend anything. Also, I would go a little further by kicking it to cash and mentioning the luxury tax. You know, for anybody that's been in the camp of you eventually want Brian Cashman out of here, I think that's a clear message, too. If you bring something to my desk and I sign off on it to pay way above and beyond, cash better make sure that works because he's had a lot of misses. Otherwise, he probably is at the end of his rope as Yankees GM in terms Mm -hmm. of mistakes. Hal probably is done signing off on all these empty checks if you're not doing it. So he's basically telling you, you got one more time to get this right, Cash. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hear it that way. Not but, at all. <laughs> but I don't mind it being that way. Now, like, what, what Sean is saying is kind of right. Yeah, I mean, but like, I there's nothing he said that leads you to think no, Brian Cashman's on any kind but of short leash. It is kind of hopeful sure. that you, you're you not going to get away with bad signings. I got you. Injured players I, that don't exactly. contribute. And then, oh, okay, I'll just do it again. I'll try something. I'll try something else. I just have a long memory, and I remember last year the Yankees seemed to overpromise on what they were going to do in terms of needing a left fielder, and they didn't add a left fielder. That's why we went into opening day mm-hmm. last year watching Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. So 
it feels like it's an overpromise to some years of, oh, they're going to do something. I think it's very unlikely they do because I think the cost of doing something is prohibitive, even for an owner that has a lot of money. Now, here's the part where this is, Sean's not going to like this. I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to push back on me. Here we go. How Steinbrenner got pushed about Yamamoto and the negotiations. Listen very carefully to what he says. This would be my worry about you guys keeping Juan Soto. Take a listen. Your meetings with Yamamoto, if you offered $325 million, do you think it would have made a difference? I, that's pure hypothetical. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was it too much for you to consider 325 I I felt the 300 was a very, very good offer. Yeah, that's a problem. Why? No, you know I'm... damn well why that's a problem. Why? Because... Juan Soto is going to get a monster offer from the Yankees, okay. and I'm sure it's going to be fine, just like the $300 million was, and then someone else is going to beat it, and that sounds like a guy who's going to say, hey, I made a good offer, I'm out. Yoshinobu Yamamoto is not Juan Soto. Did well, guess did? what? $300 million is not $600 million. So we could play the same game. Okay, but Juan Soto's not getting $300 million, he's getting you, more. Are you going to guarantee a contract to a, a Japanese import, small pitcher, by the way, who cares cared more about being seen as a star than potentially being great as a star. Well, they're, they're going to him $300 million, Tiggy. I, I, I know. But, but there's, a lot, there's a line in the sand where right. you have never seen a exactly. guy at this level and perform just, at that. You just say, this is what I'm willing to go uh, sight unseen, essentially, even mm-hmm. though they, they've seen him, clearly, because obviously he's been pitching for the last... How many years in Japan? 10? 11? Nah, not that many. He's 31, right? No, he's 25. 25. 25. He's a kid. Yeah. So whatever he is, he's 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 spent most of his career in Japan. Right. And so they they know what he can do, obviously. Right. But they haven't he's never done it in, in the United States. They haven't done it in Major League Baseball. And so there's just a limit. I get that. You don't think there's a limit for Juan I Soto? I don't but there's also a limit for Yamamoto with the intention yeah, of you signing Juan Soto. Juan Soto is a proven commodity. I know. I get that. Yamamoto I'm, is not. It's not about comparing the players. It's about comparing the idea that there's a line in the sand. They drew a line in the sand at $300 million. And I, I respect that reporter. I, I don't know his name. I gave him a, I, I didn't mm. recognize the voice. But he pushed back like, hey, you offered 300 Why not 325 By the way, here's why it's a great question. If he really wanted the Yankees, the way it sounded, the way it was made to believe, yeah. then why wouldn't you match Evan, what the on. Dodgers but stop. offered? But stop. Stop what? Stop. He did not really want the Yankees. We. How do we know that? I, he did Even not. Even Hal says he really doesn't know that. Want the Yankees? I can read it through the tea leaves. Mm-hmm. I can see what happened. I can see the World Baseball Classic teammates of of Shohei Otani and Yamamoto and the affection that they showed for one another and how this whole thing played out was simply a setup to get the Dodgers to pay as much money as they could. Maybe. And when it ultimately happened, you knew he was going to You know to what Cashman said about this? It was actually very funny. Cashman said it, I think it was to John Boy. He says, so we meet Yamamoto in California, that first meeting. Of course. That tells you and all you need to know. No, no, but there's, there's more to this. <laughs> Meets him in California beautiful day they're looking at the beach they're looking at the sun and he says to boone we're gonna have to compete with this they meet yamamoto in the bronx a few weeks later yeah. it's cold yeah. it's rainy right. it's disgusting and you're like damn we gotta be- right. this is gonna be a tough yeah. sell so by the way i'm not making this about yamamoto what i'm making it about is oh, that this there's is about a one line in the sand with but, everybody yeah. uh... like they're not gonna just give him an unlimited amount of money I don't know if they were doing that with Aaron Judge because remember the Padres made a bigger offer in theory. But we're talking That's my about only point. 
a rare free agent at his age that's already proven it in big spots in the World Series. And look, say what you want to say about Cash and Hal. They're not stupid baseball people. They mm-hmm. might have made wrong mistakes and shrewd business moves or anything. There is no—I still go back to this. There is no way— they have traded for Juan Soto without a discussion in their head about what a future contract right. may look like. And when having that discussion, I agree you want to push all in, you have to know that any other move, big salary-wise, you are, I'm sorry, going to pinch some pennies and draw lines in the sand on other guys, knowing that you're going to need every last well, dollar well, 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 to make sure and ensure Sean, Soto's here. If you believe that, why were they willing to give Yamamoto $300 million? What do you mean? Well, they weren't willing to go three twenty five because no, no, no. somewhere in that they budget. Were, well, hold on, they were willing to give him three hundred sure. million dollars, and then in the next breath, you're saying they knew going Evan. into this trade, we got to a lot of certain amount of money. They were willing Evan. to pay a guy three hundred million dollars in the next two three years. If Juan Soto is going to sign a monster deal with the Yankees, the Yankees can't stop there. They were going to be adding that. another starting pitcher, which would have been Yamamoto. With that, they have future budgets, spreadsheets, mm-hmm. all of this, where they know how much they're going to need to a lot to what. 300 was their line in the same, the max they were willing to go. And they also didn't want to be used. Exactly. I think that's what it comes down to. The skepticism I have, and by the way, for any, I am not bringing up the Mets in this conversation at all. This is irrelevant. This is the Yankees versus the world when it comes to Juan Soto. I want to make that clear because it's not a Met thing. It's Yankees versus the world because at the end of the day, if he's not on the Yankees next year, you're pissed off no matter what. It could be the Angels, it could be the Mets, it could be the Diamondbacks, whatever. Depends on if we win a championship or not. No, I still think Yankee fans would be upset. I, know I disagree. I think Sean would be fuming if it, it would wants feel so to a lot left. less, mm, I don't know, damaging. Empty? Yes. I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like Kawhi and the Raptors. But yeah, yeah, I think you'd move on quick. But here's my point to this. Juan Soto, in my opinion, is going to get a historical contract because of, of his age, because of his talent, because of his reliability. Right, but he's not getting Otani money. Uh, okay, but he's going to get $650 million, in my opinion. Man. That's the contract I, re- I, I genuinely, I, if I had to predict right now, 12 years, 600. 12 years, 650. Uh, that's on the table. You want to make a long-term prediction? I'll make that right now with all you guys. It's not the team, not the team, the contract. All right, 12 years, 625. That's my prediction. Okay. Evan, 12,625. Today is February 23rd, 2024, 5.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, Tiki, go ahead. Mm. I love these long-term predictions. What did you say? I said 12, uh, 265. I'm 265, 625. 12 to 6. That's 52 million million a year. year. Yep, I'm going with that. Mm. I'm going to say, let's see, so he's 25, so we want to take 26, 38. So the number is probably right. The number of years is probably right. Going with 12. So you can push it out. All right. I'm going to say. Go ahead. Very excited. 600. Oh, he's going with 600. I'm going 600. I think that's and what even, I wrote. Even 50. And even 50. That's and a good even, prediction, by the way. I respect and even that. even 50, because that right. makes sense. Sean, go ahead. Because Judge is 40. Yeah. So. They're going to go two extra years. They're going to give him 14 for 675 that gets you to 48 mil a year. Wow. 48. You guys agree with me on the contract. Like, you're not yeah. even disagreeing. No. no. What, what I, that's, not, that's not the disagreement. It's this? not the money. No, the disagreement is you don't think the Yankees yes. will make sure they yes. are the highest bid. I'm going to tell you another reason why. Hal Steinbrenner said in this conversation uh, yesterday, and also in past conversations, this is an old thing that he has said. I don't believe you need a $300 million payroll to win a World Series. And it was brought up again. Like, hey, Hal, in the past, you've said you don't need a $300 million payroll to win a World Series. No, he's right. But what he's not, what he's not, I think signing Juan Soto long term is m- about more than winning a World Series. 
I mean, obviously, you want to win a World Series. It doesn't matter what it's about. Your know, payroll is going to be enormous if you have two guys making basically a combined $100 million. Yeah, $90 million between the two of them, if you take my deal. And throwing Garrett Cole. Now we're at 120, 130. That's three guys. So, like, <laughs> okay. Right. So, if you, if you have the best players in baseball, it's a, it's a business conversation as well as a baseball one. I, I totally it's a, get it's that. It's a business conversation that we're talking about. Yeah. How do you monetize, in addition to, you know, jersey sales and everything else, having Aaron Judge and Juan Soto and Garrett Cole, all these guys who are elite, winning awards for the in Major League Baseball, you know, still relatively in their prime. How do you monetize that? So when he says we don't need $300 million to win a championship, he's right. But if we want to be the team that every – incremental fan we used that with hockey the other day every incremental fan wants to be associated with then you got to sign him on so let's cut to be the chase great. do you and think Yan- cole's got to win side do you think the yankees are gonna have a 300 million dollar payroll every single year because everything i've taken out of hal is ideally he doesn't want that he did that this year they were coming off a bad year i give him credit for it's, upping the it's, payroll it's, his reasoning was we were already at 250 so if i wanted to improve the team was going to get to 300 do you think his plan long term is to have 300 all the time i think because his answers have always been no i think it's all pnl it's all profit and loss. It's all revenue versus cost. But he's and, openly said he doesn't think you need a three hundred million dollar payroll. But you think he's not? He's talking about baseball. He's talking about like on a baseball diamond. He's also talking about payroll. I'm talking about business. I understand that. Like, but to maximize your business, you often need to spend a lot of money on the best products. Tiki, I right? completely and that's agree. What he's doing. So then he's not being. I, I don't say truthful. You're saying he's going to go back on his declaration of. I'd prefer not to have 300 as my well, pair. You could prefer not to have it, but if it's not like just about, yeah, you shouldn't need this to win a World Series, but for the Yankees to operate like the Yankees and make as much money everywhere, we do need to operate with more than a 300. I, I just, payroll. look, my skepticism doesn't come from a Yankee hater place. It doesn't come from a, I have a big plan of the Mets signing. It has nothing to do with that. It comes from a place of, I am very skeptical, and I've been this way for a while that the Yankees are going to commit that kind of money to just three players. And that's what they're going to need to do to keep Juan Soto. Now, I commend Hal if he does it. Let me say this right now. Juan Soto is a brilliant baseball player. They should give him what he wants. They should make sure they're not outbid by the San Francisco Giants or the Anaheim Angels or the Mets or the Phillies. It doesn't matter. The Orioles. The or- mm. Name the team. The Yankees should be the highest bidder, and I will commend them if they are. But am I really crazy to be skeptical when he just said, hey, I thought 300 was fine. I, we have our limits. You don't think they're going to have limits with even Juan Soto? I think there are two checkmates. They have their limits this. with Aaron Judge. There are two checkmates on this in the history of the Yankees, even recent history, and you brought up Aaron Judge. When they want to keep somebody, do they make sure they keep him? thousand percent. Okay. Number two, when it comes to any team and GM, owner, or anything, what have we learned above anything else when hearing their pre-contract negotiations? It's all about leverage. Don't reveal too much. Yeah. So by him drawing a line in the sand, even if it saves him $10 million on Juan no, Soto, it no, saves no, no. him $10 million. Okay, two things that are different I want to make very clear. His comments about a $300 million payroll are not new. That is something he has said many times before. So that's not a negotiation with that's Scott okay. Morris. So maybe it's just that's a, what he well, said. Maybe it's just a cliche then. Yeah, and by the way, you're so focused on that. We just played a clip where he said, look, if anything's brought to my desk and I agree to go over it, right. he's telling you it's not a hard line. I know, but if they sign Soto Judge and they have Cole signed long-term, just amongst three guys, they're almost at half the 300. Mm-hmm. And right. again, you should do it. I commend the Yankees if they do it. 
I'm just being skeptical on it based on what he has said. Well, time to stop being skeptical, pal, because he's staying here. Okay. 22 in pinstripes forever, and that'll be retired one day. Fair enough. Both here and in the Bronx. I, we may have to do it for him, much like Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we need the help. Ozzy and Woodridge, what's up, Ozzy? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Nothing. So when you brought up uh, uniforms, uh, I have a question about yesterday. Did you have a T-shirt under your hockey jersey yesterday? Uh, I did. A Costco okay. one. All right. Because if not, that would have led to a lot of chafing issues. It didn't look <laughs> like you had one. Ozzy, all Ozzie. due respect, my nipples don't chafe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's... Wow, that's like a superpower. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's called Fat Man. Instead of Batman, we call you Fat Man. Uh, you're funny. I learned two things from the show this week. Yes. Number one, Sean cannot be called a lightweight when it comes to the scale, but he can be called a lightweight when it comes to alcohol consumption. Mm. Because, how's, uh, how's that? He got, he got a little lit up celebrating the blue skirt win, and then he had to take two days off from work. That's a bitch New York so Ranger little, fan. That is true. A little why, why, why are you picking you know? on Sean? I was also here Monday with a hangover. Yeah, yeah but then what happened Tuesday and Wednesday when you are outside? Yeah, or maybe it was yeah. mini-COVID. Yeah, <laughs> a little thing called the flu. Okay? Yeah. That's it's called lightweight. It's, that's what that's called. And Evan, yeah. uh, you got a lot of Freudian slips of deviant sexual behavior <laughs> today with the Giannotti thing. And yesterday when you talked about if you knew the outcome of a season, if the Mets were going to win already, you said, strap me on, I'm going to watch the whole season. <laughs> Listen, one thing I've You're learned. You're like the Trevor Bauer of sports talk. Uh, no, 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 no. I will not. I will not take that comparison at all. Listen, one thing about me, even though I'm on the radio talking four and a half hours a day, I make a lot of like slip ups when I speak. Yes. Giannotti would eat me out. Hey, 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 hey. That needs to be banned. Okay. <laughs> I misspoke. I apologize. It happens. So sometimes when you speak a lot, and unfortunately I do speak a lot, uh-huh. sometimes things come out and they just don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, your words get jumbled in your brain before they make their way to the mouth. Exactly. Like one of the things I love working about, working with you about, is that you're very good with words. So when I screw up a word, and I'm like, how do I pronounce this? <laughs> or it comes out incorrectly, you're very quick to say, no, Evan, yes, I got this you is back. how you say it. I got you back, bro. That's right. Always. So I, I misspeak. Don't look into it. <laughs> Don't act so like. Should I have corrected you when you said? Did you hear me say it? I did because I, I looked at Sean immediately. It was yeah. like I was trying. Did try- he just say what I thought yeah. he said? Me and Tiki had that quarterback receiver hot read. Right, right, right. All right. I was what trying to say because we were talking about who I would beat up around here, and the answer was nobody. Everybody would beat me up if we had a fight. And when it was asked about our morning guy, Greg Giannotti, I said he would. Eat me up and spit me out. That's what Giannotti would eat me out. Eat me up and spit me out, which is a common phrase, if I'm not mistaken. You contracted the phrase and made it into one, right? So you conflated it a little bit. Yeah. And it turned into a a vulgarness. Break the glass. I have some very sad breaking news. I mean, not really sad. It's not like anybody died. Uh, There's been a rumor going around over the last few days that Joe Sy would sell part of the Brooklyn Nets. And the family attached was actually the Coke family, which I've heard of because they're like a big political family. Yes. But they're billionaires. That's the part I really care about. They're billionaires. And so the thought was if Cy is selling, you know, a minority stake of ownership 
to this billionaire family, much like Steve Cohen initially mm-hmm. with the Wilpons, they'd be a pathway to the Koch family saving us from Joe's side. Apparently, Julia Koch, who is the widow of David Koch, who I guess is the son mm-hmm. of the really of old the Koch, yeah. it would be as a minority owner, quote, with no pathway to majority control. So it's just a billionaire buying a part of my crappy basketball team. Oh, They're so not buying the, the whole the team. What's the point? What is the, that's a great question, Tiki. Can you explain to me what the point is? <laughs> I, just, for Joe, it's a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> I get it for Joe's side. Like he <laughs> makes money <laughs> and he still runs the I team, mean, so it seems like a perfect he world. Alibaba, yeah. right? Yeah. Does he need money? Yeah, I don't think Barkley Center's doing very well, but that's besides the point. I really don't care about that aspect. Well, I care, but not as much. Why? As a billionaire, do you buy 15% of the Nets? Like, what do you get? Like, a luxury suite? Yeah, um, like, what, what do you get for that? That's why I'm like, curious. I guess. Just to I say mean, you're an owner of a crappy team well, that's know, rudderless? I know this in, I know in football, because the clearing process is arduous, that t- certain um, moneyed individuals who want to eventually own their own team will become minority investors in a different team. Oh, really? Because it, it kind of grooves you to being cleared to be an owner for somewhere else down So the they're line. trying to buy a different team? Possibly. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Because I don't think that Josiah needs the money. Maybe he needs the, I don't know, some skin off the table a yeah. little bit. But 15% is minimal. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. I know. Just... Unless there's a bigger alter a bigger like motivation. I know. I'm so the excited. Coke's family. I don't know. I was so excited. I was fighting with people because they're like, oh, the Coke family, they're so bad. And I'm like, who cares? They're just buying a sports team. What are we breaking down every ruling the Supreme Court's ever made? Like, come on, they're buying a sports team. But now they're not buying a sports team. They're the just, Nets still in the league. They're getting a luxury suite at Barclays Center, essentially, is what they're getting. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.